you're now about to witness the strength of geek knowledge. Hello and welcome. That's right. You're trapped in Nerd Cage Live. This ain't just a reaction show, but a debate show and a live discussion. Everything that makes people like you and I tick. So thank you for joining us tonight on this special Mortal Kombat Week stream. Please hit that like button and subscribe. I'm your co-host, Jay St. G, certified geek, seven days a week, coming to you live from Syracuse, New York, and always among us, our moderator and troll hammer, Joe, from Fall One Gaming. And tonight, from the realm of Florida, he's been invading realms across YouTube since the dawn of the first tournament. Ladies and gentlemen of Nerdcage Nation, please welcome the CEO of Mortal Kombat fans, but he's better known as Tabmonk99. How are you tonight, sir? Hey, what is going on, guys? How are we doing out there? We are doing bloody fantastic. We have an awesome show for you. Thank you for coming on. But Joe, before we get started, Joe, who's in the chat right now? Oh, the chat is blown up. We got Toku Punk Productions. What's up? We have... Justin D Force. Yes, hey, I know him. That, that's that's the, the the CEO of Lin Kuei fans. That's right, MK Habit. Yes, that's him. Thanks for coming in, bud. Who else we got? Who else we got, Joe? We also have Demon Hand, Demon Hand, and Paul Tackett is in. Awesome. The we got some old faces, some new faces. I love it. I love it. I love it. This is awesome. I oh, know. Look at that. Paul Tackett's always talking crap. He's saying that Tekken's the true and only fighting game. You know what? Them are fighting words, though. You know, we, we, we don't say Tekken and we don't say Street Fighter, at least not on tonight's stream. Maybe yeah, Killer Instinct. Right. Maybe <laughs> Killer Instinct. But we're not talking about no Street Fighter or Tekken or Soul Calibur or anything like that. This is all Mortal Kombat tonight, man. But yes. Primal Rage. Primal, Primal Rage, Rage yes. <laughs> Dude, we, listen, we, we have a lot of Kaiju fans here because I'm a Godzilla fan myself. We have a lot of Primal Rage fans in our fan base because we have some Kaiju fans. We got some Mortal Kombat fans. We got some martial arts fans. We got movie buffs. We got Nerd Cage Nation, man. It's a melting pot, man. We, we, it's always we fun. We got all kinds of nerds on this channel. Oh, hell yeah, yeah man. Hell yeah. Nerd culture. Yeah, man. Well, you guys aren't going to find a bigger Mortal Kombat nerd than me, so I'm so happy. Thank you both for having me on. Uh, I can't tell you how thrilled I am to be opening up for legends like Anthony Marquez and Leah Montalongo. That is absolutely amazing. I'm thrilled that you picked me. I just oh. want to give a shout-out to both of them. Look, Leah Montalongo has got these Sindel Cups. Have you seen this? Have you seen these? They say combat comeback on them. Oh, it's that amazing. is freaking awesome. I'll have to get me one of those. <laughs> Dude, have you seen this thing? The Anthony Marquez has got. He's got these posters. Yes, now. I got you one. Pick I, yourself up. Yes. Shout out to Anthony yes. Marquez. I actually got mine in the mail today from him. Holy smokes. Me so, too. Yes. I was like, oh my God. Like I, I, I messaged Anthony. I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much. So, you know, before we get started, uh, uh, let's talk about what you just mentioned, what we have going on this week. So, first and foremost, uh, so, and the links are in the description, people, too. So tomorrow night, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, right here on Nerd Cage Live, we are proud and we are um, humble to welcome the original Sindel herself, Leah Montalongo. It's coming on Nerd Cage Live tomorrow night. She's taking time off her busy schedule to be with us. I, I'm all sorts of excited, and I cannot wait to ask her stuff about Mortal Kombat 3, Mortal Kombat 4, and so on and so forth. But yes, Leah Montalongo, the original Sindel, is going to be here, just like you see right now. She'll be here tomorrow night. And then Saturday, 
Holy smokes, guys. If there's any video that you should be excited about, we are premiering the first ever Nerd Cage Live Fight Critiques. And we have special guest Anthony Marquez, the original Kung Lao, who's going to be critiquing, bleh, critiquing these fights. If you're a fan of Corridor Crew uh, Stuntmen React, well, guess what? We're putting our own spin on it. Anthony Marquez is coming in to critique some awesome movie fights from Captain America: The Winter Soldier, uh, Highlander: Endgame, and of course, we are going to be we're going to be critiquing Max Huang as Kung Lao in Mortal Kombat 2021. So, Kung Lao critiquing Kung Lao. Be there Saturday night, nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Link is in the description. You don't want to miss it. Dude, that sounds amazing. Both of those live streams sound absolutely incredible. I'll be there in the chat. Watch them right along with you guys. Thanks so much. We, uh, we, we, yeah, we really want people to be at the premiere so we guys can get the, you know, the genuine reaction as it's happening. You guys are going to be blown away. Again, big, once again, shout out to uh, Anthony Marquez. A big thank you and a big shout out to Leah Montalango. Thank you. We are looking forward to this Q&A and we're looking forward to the video premiere. Uh, that being said... Um, Tabmunk99, man, um, where do we begin? Um, you're, you're an OG Mortal Kombat fan, so I just want you to kind of give us your first experience with Mortal Kombat, what made you a fan, and what made you go into the YouTube game eons ago, back before the first tournament began. I mean, honestly, I've been a fan of Mortal Kombat since the beginning, since MK1. Um, which I think probably yeah, that was true for you too, right? Yes. I remember when my friends rented the game on Sega Genesis and they knew the blood code, A-B-A-C-A-B-B. -B -B. They just Abacab, yep. <laughs> and, you know, it was a group of like eight, nine, ten of us hanging out, just, uh, you know, kids playing MK1 while the parents were in the other room not paying attention to what was going on. <laughs> and it was just amazing. It's like... Okay, what's really cool about it is it's not like a lot of two-player games back in those days where you'd have to take turns, right? Or one person was playing, but then the other person would die and have to wait or something like that. No, it, two players were all playing all the time. So it was like nonstop. If you had two people, nobody had to like just sit there and wait their turn. So I just love the setup of it. Like that was probably my first experience with a fighting game, you know? Um, later on, I got into like Street Fighter 2 and the other fighting games like you mentioned earlier up chat, but Mortal Kombat was it for me. I mean, that was my first experience with the fighter to me. It was the fighting game that had been done best. And it's often imitated, never duplicated. A freaking man. I'll just give you my condensed story real quick. And Joe, you can do yours real quick too. So, okay, Joe, do you remember back? Okay, we're, we're in Syracuse. We're in the East Coast, upstate New York. Joe, do you remember the store Hills, the department store? Yes. yes. Okay. I'm five years old. It's 1992, 1993. And I'm at Hills, and we're at the checkout lane. And my mom gives me a couple quarters. Goes, hey, oh, Jay, go, go get yourself a couple gumballs over at the gumball machine. Next to the gumball machine, I see these two teenagers playing what was Mortal Kombat. And I, I, I didn't get my gumball. I was just staring at the screen because I have never seen the digitized actors fighting in the blood and everything. My mom gets off the checkout lane and she goes to grab me and she's looking at the screen and then my mom, the only thing, that, the only words that came out of her mouth was, oh my god, this game is awful. And I'm like, mom, this is the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> like, and I was hooked ever since and I came, I became obsessed. I came back to play it. Um, and then, you know, eventually, you know, Mortal Monday happened. I got to rent it on Sega. Uh, oh my God! And but before that happened, my mom, of course, being 
God bless my mom. I'm not mad at her. I was mad at her at the time, but looking back, she was just doing what she thought was best for her son, which was protecting me. The only problem with that is she didn't have faith that her son would turn out to be okay. But, of course, my mom was shocked. Did not want me... She cock-blocked me from playing Mortal Kombat. But it was my dad, the hard-ass... You know, the one that lets, used to let me watch Terminator and Clint Eastwood movies back in the day. He was just like, hey, just let him play the goddamn game. It's just a goddamn game. And yeah. my dad's word is over my mom's word. I'm like, thanks, dad. And yeah, yeah I was hooked on Mortal awesome. Kombat ever, ever since. And here's what kept me. Yes, uh, Tab Monk. It was the violence that got my attention. But what's kept me uh, as a fan is the story and the characters is what kept yes. me going all these years. Yes, the graphics got you into it, right? The photorealism, the, the blood, the gore, the perfect combination. But then, like, you look at the characters, and they're so iconic, like those archetypes that they built. They're just, like, so perfect that you're hooked before you even know who they are or what to call them or how to pronounce their names or anything. And then once you get into them and you learn, like, the backstory and you learn how it all connects and you see that, like, this whole world-building thing that they did. Yes! I mean, it was just, like, perfection in every way. It was, like, the perfect video game. I've played more games since then, but nothing, nothing has been able to top Mortal Kombat. Absolutely. Joe, real quick, man, we've been friends since we were kids. What was what was your first experience with Mortal Kombat, man? Go ahead. Cool. Mine is kind of close to yours. Uh, I have to give a shout out to all the dads around there because they're pretty much the ones that kept us the, giving the ability to play these games. Um, the moms out there always have an issue with it, mine included. Um, but like my like my father said, he's like, if we're gonna let a child watch some some uh, alien burst out of somebody's chest and stuff like that, I think a little bit of blood in a video game isn't gonna hurt. So he he bought the game and he actually. Uh, basically handed it down to me and I, I played it and I was hooked ever since. Um, I was hooked because of the violence because um, that had never really been seen in that degree before that. This yeah, at least, not, like, at least not in the mainstream. Not in the mainstream yeah, anyway. Yeah. I mean, this is the game that prompted the government to make ratings for games in the first place. Yep. So, I mean... That right there is is enough to get me hooked, but the it's evolved so much over the years, and every single time they pump a new one out, it just impresses me more and more, and the story just evolves with it. I mean, there's an entire universe based around it now, so, you know, take it as you will, you know? Yeah, I'll, I'll share you guys with you guys a story that I've never told uh, anybody in the community before. All right, let's uh, hear it, let's hear it. Nerdcage Live exclusive, let's go. All right, so when Mortal Kombat Annihilation came out, yeah, I know, it's not like the best Mortal Kombat thing they've ever made, but when it came out, there was an ad in the newspaper, like, if you come down to our movie theater, we'll give you a free poster. And I was like, okay, this is awesome. So I called my mom, who didn't drive, but I called her and I said, look, I see this ad in the newspaper, they're giving away a free uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation poster. Can you hook, can you swing by after work and, and see what, what they've got? Pick one up for me. So she went to the movie theater. She showed them the same newspaper ad that I had. And they're like, we don't know what you're talking about. We're not doing that. I was like, but this is your theater. This is your address. This is everything. They're like, yeah, I don't know. We only have this one like giant, huge poster. So I guess we'll just have to give you that one. And I was like, oh my God, this is this is probably bigger than the wall in my room, but this is amazing. <laughs> yes. I was like really supported. Nice. <laughs> Dude, that is badass. Um, so uh, I still have that poster to this day. Nice. Yes, I. Unfortunately, I wish I kept all the things I had as a kid. I had Mortal Kombat Pogs; those are long gone. I had Mortal Kombat on Sega, Super Nintendo; those are long gone. Um, 
So I regret getting rid of the stuff I used to have, but I'm slowly, if you can see the stuff behind, I'm slowly getting my collection back. Um, like nuke stuff. Um, but man, I miss, I miss that, off. I miss that old merchandise. Yeah. I remember the, I remember the Tiger handheld game playing that on the school bus. I remember, yeah. um, the you know the, those action figures that came out. I remember seeing the commercials for it. Like, did you know those are like repurposed GI Joes? That yeah, they like yes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, come on, like Scorpion and Sub Zero had these boats. I remember that. I remember seeing like they had like the boats that shot the missiles. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, it's a little weird. <laughs> Johnny Cage and Raiden had those, but you know what? Whatever, they were Mortal Kombat. The, the karate chop we action. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so here, yeah, I want- Although I don't have a VCR anymore, I'm pretty sure my parents still have the VHS copy of the 90, 1995 movie. Yo, <laughs> Just MK, or Just M Column is in the chat, dude. Thanks for popping in. All these more comments are coming out, they're coming out of nowhere. Um, Just M McCollum is the guy who made that Shinox amulet. I believe you might have a little, uh, little animation of that. Oh, um, unfortunately I, I did not, um, upload that one. I, I- Whatever, I got it right here. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. So check out Justin McCollum, everybody. He makes these. He's he's a brilliant artist. Dude, that's freaking awesome. Yeah, I, I, you know what? You can flex all you want. I mean, I, I'm, it's not that I'm going to be jealous or anything, but just go ahead and flex any collection you got. I mean, I do got some pictures that you gave me that I'm going to share. Uh, before we get to that, uh, Tabmark, what got you into YouTube, and what, more specifically, what made okay, you decide okay. to be a Mortal Kombat YouTuber. I just, I personally would love to know. This is my own personal Okay, opinion. so I was doing internet stuff before YouTube was even a thing. Uh, I used to have the website, the Combat Pavilion. I used to do all, all kinds of crazy stuff. I used to like make sprite comics and post them. I used to make like my own custom animated GIFs of like fake fatalities. I used to have so much fun on the internet, just like, uh, you know, screwing around and doing stuff like that and like hosting other people's comics and things like that. But uh, when YouTube came out, I didn't really take to it right away. But, um, you know, I posted, like, a couple things that I'd done, like, in Flash cartoons that I put on Newgrounds and stuff like that. But it was really... Oh, Newgrounds! Joe and I, we were obsessed with that. <laughs> so old yeah. school. So old school, yeah. like, Flash cartoons and oh, stuff. Oh, the parody like, and fatalities were great. I love those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Mortal Kombat outtakes. It's classics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it was really... Um, it was really just like, hey, I have a lot of ideas for Mortal Kombat videos. There's, like, a lot of discussion that I wanted to have about the lore. I really wanted to take these deep dives... And I saw people doing similar things, but not really exactly like the way that I would want to do them. So I just said, you know what? I'm just going to make the kind of videos that I think I'd want to watch. And I'm just going to talk about the things I want to talk about. So I've done stuff like, you know, gone over the whole history of Shinox Amulet, where I would use something like this as a prop to do it, to walk people through it. Or I would watch, I did a video on Sub-Zero and I gave myself a Sub-Zero scar, exactly like the one that you've got now, probably <laughs> using the exact same face paint to do it. Um, you know, and I was like play the part of a dress up and, 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 uh, you know, wear like an appropriate shirt, something that matched the topic and people cut on to what I was doing. So I just like to have fun with it, you know, like just talking about the Mortal Kombat lore, explaining deep stuff. And sometimes I've noticed that people have like some misconceptions about it and my videos kind of help straighten them out. And I love getting feedback from people and stuff like this. I want to, I'm you glad you mentioned me. that because I, I've been warning everybody, all the nerd cage nation fans that I've been warning, like, I'm like tab monk 99, if, sub his channel. By the way, links in the description, people. All his links in the description. Sub him up. He's got a dry sense of humor. If you're a fan of that dry humor, he just does it so well while educating Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I 
I like to sneak stuff like that in there. Yeah, I like to do like a little bit of wordplay or like a, a reference to Eminem or something like that. People have to pause it. Like, wait, was that was that an Eminem reference? Was that a Green Day reference? I like to sneak stuff like that in once in a while. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I, I I totally dig it. It's, it's just funny because like. I, I just feel like it's that that's your 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 shtick, you know. It's not, no one no one else does it. No, not only that, no other Mortal Kombat YouTuber does it, but like no one else on the internet does it like you do, man. You got like this distinct <laughs> style of uh, doing videos, and I'm just a huge fan. I remember a few weeks ago when I, when we first got you on the show, I'm telling Joe, I'm like Joe, you gotta check check out this man's channel. Like he he is something else. <laughs> hey, thank you so much, and it's funny. Because I've been watching you guys for a while now. Like, I looked at, um, I was re-watching one where you had, like, Master Piscina on. And yes! I looked in the comments section. There's a comment that I left, like, a year ago. So, I'm, <laughs> I'm a fan of you guys as well. Dude, I am so goddamn flattered because, like I said, you're, like, one of the OGs of Mortal Kombat. You've been doing it since before the first tournament. And, like, it's just awesome that, like, holy smokes, like, this dude, Tablink's a fan of Nerdcade. like... Like, mind-blowing. <laughs> yes, and, and speaking of, like, dressing the part, I do want to, like, tell uh, point out what I'm wearing now. This yeah, is do it. Netherworld Arcade. That's an Australian retro arcade that just opened up within the last three years. I've never been there. I've never even been to Australia. But I have to give a shout-out to Luke Tula Luna, who, whose real name is Buzz Clinton. He's, like, an MK2 champion. He, like, won MK2 tournaments at that arcade. Nice. He hooked me up with this. He hooked me up with, like, a Baraka pin and some other stuff. I wanted to send him a package back, but unfortunately, with uh, COVID, they're not sending packages to Australia right oh, now. So bummer. I've got a package. I've got like a box for him. I just have to wait for the right time before I can send it out. But huge shout out to you, dude! I really appreciate it. Dude, that's freaking awesome. So we'll, we'll, I figure we'll, we'll we'll get popping now. Let's get to the real. Let's get into the real MK fan stuff. And we we talked about this via Twitter the other day. So let's just go. Let's just go through the entire Mortal Kombat catalog, the the mainline games in order. Joe, I want you, I want you on this too. Let's start with okay. our favorite fatalities in each game. Start with Mortal Kombat One. Tab Monk, go. Okay, uh, I actually sent you a picture for this. Maybe you've got it queued up somewhere. My favorite two fatalities in the entire Mortal Kombat franchise. Yep, I got are it. Both from MK2. They're. Liu Kang's Dragon Fatality and Shang Tsung's Soul Steel. Okay. Oh my god, these fatalities are both so unique and so perfect. Do me a favor, point down, directly down. I want just just point down right now. Those statues are awesome. They're on the screen right now. I love those goddamn statues, man. Where did you get them? They are amazing. Uh, if you follow a guy on Twitter, let me make sure I get his username right. You can reach out to him and see if he can get one for you. Um, I'm going to make sure I get the spelling right. Yeah. It's... And I while you do that, mind. Joe, what's your favorite fatality from Mortal Kombat 1? Oh, yeah, good point. Oh, I got it. It's Dean Keen. It's Dean Keen. D-E-A-M-K-E-A-N. Dean Keen. He makes them. Okay, uh, can you uh, privately message me that um, to Twitter? And then, yeah, all right. So, Joe, what's your favorite fatality from MK1? From MK1, uh, would have to be the most iconic one. It's got to be the uh, the spine rip from Sub Zero. Yes, that <laughs> one is mine too. Okay, so so uh, so Tabmonk, we covered uh, Mortal Kombat two or one and two basically with those uh, pictures that I just posted for everyone to see. What about Mortal Kombat three? I will say this. As much as I love Mortal Kombat 3, yes, I, st I like vanilla Mortal Kombat 3 as well. I know it's got people criticize it. Um, and we will talk a little bit about that later. Um, but 
I will say, Mortal Kombat 3, the fatalities got a little lackadaisical, but there are some really good ones in there. So, Tabmog, what's your favorite MK3 fatality? Oh, okay. It's uh, smoke, full screen away, right? Up, up, four, down. Blow up the world. Yes! Honestly? Yes! Honestly, I was... <laughs> I wrote a three on that. <laughs> yeah! I wrote a book. I wrote a book called The End of the World Delusion, How Doomsayers <laughs> Endanger Society. And when I was giving talks at libraries about this book, I used Smoke's Fatality as the intro to that speech. Like, dude, that thing was just perfect. Smoke's Fatality is the best there is. Absolutely. And I think it's the most amusing one, too. I think for me, I mean, we all agree that Smoke Blowing Up the World is the best one. But for me, a close second, shout out to Leah Montalongo. The Scream Fatality with the skin rips off. I... I just think it's such a unique and awesome fatality. I love it. Um, you know what else is cool? How about the one where Sub-Zero like, picks them up and breaks them in half and there's like ice cubes? That is work? satisfying. That one is satisfying because yes. it's like, it's like, yeah, Sub-Zero and he's flexing his... Man, shout out to John Turk. He's an absolute beast. Mm -hmm. He yeah, still I mean, is, I man. If I have to go with my second favorite, it's got to be uh, the Stector smushing him. Yes. That's <laughs> gotta be my The trash favorite. compactor. Yes! Cool. The problem with the MK3 fatalities is the level of violence kind of reaches cartooniness. I think they use CG to make like the arms and the legs, and they have like a million rib cages and. That, that's just skulls. it. Not, they, yeah. I, thought, I thought they got a little lazy, but I still love the game. And I don't know if you watched me, Joe and I, we did a top four, the all Mortal Kombat games ranked. We had MK3 Trilogy, UMK3 as our number three, even though it's his favorite, but we had it ranked number three as the GOAT um, Mortal Kombat game. I think no, MK2 is the GOAT, which we'll, we'll get to that stuff too. Okay, Mortal Kombat 4. Um, I was blown away by Mortal Kombat 4, but what is your favorite fatality in Mortal Kombat 4, Tabmonk? Oh, man. Um, the thing about MK4 is I really like the weapons. Like, Sub-Zero's Ice Scepter is amazing. You can just... If you can be not Sub-Zero, steal the Ice Scepter, and then freeze <laughs> freeze people. It's amazing. Fujin's Crossbow all day. Fujin's Crossbow all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, how about this? How about Johnny Cage's alternate costume, like his tuxedo version, where his weapon is a gun? Dude, that is some, some next-level stuff, too. But I guess the fatality would probably be um, the one where uh, Quan Chi beats you with your own leg. Yup, mine, too. Mine too. Yeah. Because the problem, not, not a problem, but the thing about Mortal Kombat 4 is a lot of those fatalities were just old ones, but in 3D. So, yeah. seeing Quan Chi rip your leg off and beat you with it and not, never stop um, was unique. Joe, what do you... Close what, second. Close second is Scorpion's toasty 3D because, dude, when the guy's on fire and he runs around for a minute before, like, finally peeling over and dying, that's amazing too. Yes. Toasty they, 3D. They couldn't do it like that in the 2D games, but they got it here. They did. They put a little twist on it. I like that. Yes, Joe. What about you? What's your favorite MK4 fatality? If you remember. I don't know if you forgot, but I skipped MK4. Remember? Shame on you. All right, all right. It's, that's all right. Let's move on to number five, Deadly Alliance. Not a lot to choose from, but Tabmon, what's your favorite from Deadly Alliance? Oh man, that's a really good question. Sonya's kiss of death. There well, is the like puke. really sickening. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah. like Johnny Cage's brain rip. That that to me was like over the top. Like that's that's probably the best fatality in the whole franchise. It's like, oh, he ripped out the guy's brain. That one's good. Mine, honestly, just because I love the aesthetic, 
Shang Tsung's fatality where he he uh, levitates you and, he, and every time he hits the ground the souls come out and then he jumps on you and then all the soul I love Shang Tsung's soul steal. It was a great unique take on the soul steal fatality. Joe. I'll, I'll go I'll go with the kiss of death one. That one yeah. was pretty grotesque. <laughs> now listen, look I ain't gonna lie, Mortal Kombat Deception is one of the best to this day because it was loaded with so much content. And Harakiri's Fatalities, Conquest Mode, Puzzle Combat, I mean, that shit was popping. But, Tabo, mm -hmm. I'll give you Fatalities and Har, you can choose either one. What's the best Fatality in Deception? Okay, Deception. Um, I guess the best Fatality there, you know what? It's the Harakiri's. I, I loved, I think I loved the one where the guy snaps his own neck. Yes! Uh, you know why? You know, Havoc does that. But you know what I loved about it? Is that that actually happened on the Mortal Kombat Conquest TV show first. I loved that show. Do you I, remember? I watched Ciro, it when it aired. I, and I had the DVD too. set. Me too. Do you remember when Ciro was like interrogating a Lin Kuei guard and the, the Lin Kuei like snapped his own neck so that Ciro yes. couldn't get him? Oh man, I love that seeing and you know Harakiri's were like rumored, like suicidalities were yeah. rumored on the internet. Um, they need to bring those even, back. They need they to bring should. those back. That would be yeah. a great one to bring yes, back. They do. Yeah, and and speaking they of conquest, so now. <laughs> yeah, speaking of conquest, like a lot of elements from the new games borrowed stuff from conquest. For example, Takeda. You know that was Scorpion's character, right? He was Takeda before he became Scorpion. And they ended up using that as, you know, his uh, protege in uh, Mortal Kombat 10. Like, and... Let me drop, let me drop a little bit of knowledge on you here. Yes! Drop, drop all the knowledge! I want all the knowledge! I want, okay, I want to leave your knowledge. Go! There's something about Takeda that predates Mortal Kombat Conquest. If you look at the instruction manual or the website from Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub-Zero, the original founder of the Shira Ryu clan was a former Lin Kuei who escaped the Lin Kuei. He left, made his own ninja clan called the Shiryu, and that guy's name was Takeda. Dude, this is why you're here, and this is why I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, Joe, what do you have for... I, I'm still trying to think what my favorite Deception Fatality is. Um, I, I, oh, man, it's really, really tough. I, I Because I feel like they really stepped it up from Deadly Alliance and... Let me share another one with you that I think is really cool. Okay, yeah, might make my brain trigger. Go ahead. You remember Melina, like, taking her size and, like, stabbing your feet and, like, yes! so that you couldn't move? <laughs> yes! Yeah. That was that was a freaking amazing use of her style. Like, little things like that that they couldn't have done in 2D, now they've found a way to do them. Yeah, oh, man, I'm trying to think. I, I'm going to have to go with... I haven't played it in so long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I... Oh, you know what? I know! Okay. Joe, do you remember the 40-year-old virgin? <laughs> you know where I'm going with this! Sub-Zero <laughs> freezes your ass, rips off your head, and then he backs up with a slide, and then, like a fucking baseball pitcher, tucks your goddamn head your body, and your body explodes. And I love it when Seth Rogen was like, Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, Joe, go. But it's a Harakiri. It's a Harakiri. Uh, yes. Jane, when she throws her uh, sigh away and then it comes back as a boomerang and cuts her own head off. Yes! <laughs> that was a 
<laughs> okay, we're gonna skip over Armageddon because I hated that creative fatality bullshit. Mortal Kombat yeah, Nine. <laughs> well, yeah. Pretty much all the same. Mortal Kombat Nine, the reboot. Tab Monk, go ahead. What was the best fatality in that one? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're not gonna do MK versus DC. Um. Okay, let's do MK versus DC. <laughs> we can do MK versus okay. DC. Actually, to be fair, I MK versus I like. I'm the minority. I like MK versus DC. I do. I really okay, do. There's there's parts of it that I like. Um, I know that people were like complaining about the gore, how it's not there and stuff, but the graphics graphically looked better than any Mortal Kombat game had up to that point. So that was like kind of a cool thing. And, and they, the free they, fall. They, I love the free fall uh, combat. That was great. Like that's another one I wouldn't mind them bringing back. Yeah. That was really cool the first couple times, and honestly, I think it gets old. Like, if you play a lot of MK versus DC and they do that, it's like, ah, oh, not this again. What like, I did I not like, I hated the, the close combat. I hated that. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was stupid. But, um, no, but honestly, Superman, his heroic brutality, yes! where, like, <laughs> he, he knocks you into the ground, like, like Shiva did in MK3, only you're still alive and you're still struggling, and it's like, dude, how the hell is he going to get out of there? That, yeah. I know it wasn't a fatality, but God, man, something about that made it seem even worse somehow. Yeah, I, I'd have to agree with that. That would be my pick, too. Joe, what, do you, what about you for MK versus DC? Uh, I did like the Jokers. I like I like the oh, Jokers a lot. Oh, yeah, with the gun. The, mm-hmm. I wish they didn't censor that, but whatever. Oh, yeah. dude, dude. Okay, so first of all, that brings me to two things, if I may. First of all... I actually predicted that fatality like a year before the game came out. I had a feeling it's going to be the Joker and the fake out gun and then the real gun afterwards. Uh, man, I called it. I called it. And then and then they brought that back for MK9. They actually had Shang Tsung morphing into a clown and doing that fatality for real and not censoring it. Yes. Um, I know what, while we're on this topic and we'll move on, but like, Tab, I want to hear from you. Would you welcome either an MK versus DC two or an MK slash Injustice crossover? Would you do you want to see another crossover or do you want to see a sequel to MK versus DC? Um, I think they could do an MK versus Injustice. I think they've done, you know, they've done so many Injustice games. I guess after the third Injustice, it would be time for a crossover because I feel like when they have the engine, it's good for about three games. You yeah. know what I mean? Like. Historically, that's sort of been the limit for them. When they get the engine right, they perfect it at last three games before they kind of scrap it and start over and reboot or soft reboot. So after they do it, a, I actually took a different stance on that. And instead of like MK versus DC two, because there's rumors of Marvel, I would think MK versus Marvel will be a good one. I would love like a DC versus Marvel game at some. Yeah, point. I was gonna say I would prefer DC versus well, Marvel. Well, DC versus Marvel is what they're gearing up to, but I, 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 so. wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing before that an MK versus Marvel too. Yeah, that would yeah. be cool too. But I really think that they should make an MK versus Injustice title after MK after Injustice Three. Do an MK versus Injustice and bill it as if it's a sequel to MK versus DC. And then look, yeah. the lore has really grown a lot since then. They can say that Kronika is doing something. The DC universe has their own like crisis stuff that they go through. Yeah. Basically and- exactly like Kronika's meddling. They can tie it all together. And you meant, I'm glad you mentioned that because if you, if you watch, if you pick Raiden and Sub-Zero and, and Injustice and the opening dialogue, you know, you know, before the fights, for they actually mentioned events from MK versus DC. So MK versus DC did happen. In the Injustice yeah. lore, because they make reference to Dark Khan, they make reference, yeah, they, they make references to MK versus DC. 
So, and Joker remembers it. Yes. And Joker remembers it too. And, you know, Raiden and Sub-Zero are talking about it in MK11. Like, they remember their Injustice adventure. Like, yeah. they've really done a good job. I, MK versus DC was sort of billed as non-canon when it came out. Like, just a fun what-if side story. But now, they've kind of opened the door and saying, you know what? It did happen. Like, Chronicle... Well, yeah, 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 because that one enough, scene with that, in, in MK11 yeah. where, uh, where, uh, where Raiden gets the flash, you know, of all the of the Luke Kang and in Raiden fights, one of them was from NK versus DC. Yeah, yeah, so this happened. Yeah. Yeah, what's cool too is that MK has the whole timeline thing, and the, all the comic book universes have the multiverse series, so you can kind of combine them together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a crisis on Infinite Earth, so only now the crisis expands to the MK universe too. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally doable. Yep. All right, so now, okay, so let's let's finish up the last th uh, three games. So, and Mortal Kombat Nine had some good ones. Tabmonk, I'm yeah. love to hear which one was your favorite. Yeah, actually, I kind of mentioned earlier it was when Shang Tsung turns into the clown because that was like a reference to MK versus DC. Yes, I'm looking at the chat right now, and I'm going with, with Dustin here. I love the oh, Noom Saybot. Right. Right. I love the Noom Saybot. Um, is better. He's got me there. Yes, the the Wishbone. Joe, what about you? <laughs> Uh, I like Freddy Krueger. I, I like the addition of Freddy Krueger in there. That was, uh, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah. You might even say it was a dream come true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like <you> did there. <laughs> okay. Mortal Kombat 10, MKX. Tab Monk, favorite fatality. Oh, favorite fatality. Dude, honestly, uh, they were so over the top by the time they got to MKX. Um, it was just, like, almost too much. Like, I, I dial it back a bit, guys. Go back to, like, MK2 style. Yes, I, I agree, because the animations get boring. Like, seeing it over and over again, it's like, just come on. Just just, just end it already. <laughs> yeah, I feel, like, I feel like MK2 to MK Deadly Alliance have, like, the perfect level of, of violence. But I will say one thing that, like, is still, like, whoa, is, like, when Goro stuffs your head through your chest. Yes, that's yeah. a good one. Mine? <laughs> I'll just do it right here, right now. Hold on. The selfie. <laughs> I love the selfie fatality from Cassie Cage. She's fucking boss, dude. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That I have a three-way so tie. Oh, I have okay, a three-way tie, Jay. Uh, Raiden's eye gouge. I like that. Yep. Um, I like the, uh, the the scorpion uh, nailing the head to the, um, to the wall there. And... Uh, Johnny Cage's Here's Johnny. <laughs> oh That's God, a good yeah. one. That's a good one. I, I just love it that Mortal Kombat all through the years have had a sense of humor. Uh, not just with the, the, with the moves and fatalities, but the jokes, you know, you know, and the all right, and you know, all that shit, you know. I, all I that just, stuff. Actually, I, actually, I got a quick, before, before we move on to Mortal Kombat 11, I got a question I want to ask you, and it's drove me nuts for years. And I, I know you know the answer to this. Okay. What is what is up with the Mortal Kombat Deadpool fatality? And you hear the oh, uh, like wh what is that? Like what 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 the hell is that? Okay, okay. Uh, I don't really know 100. percent I asked Dan Forden about that recently. Haven't heard back from him. Uh, oh my I'm god! So it's one that you don't even know. <laughs> I'm gonna try and track that guy down. I met him at Combat Con, and I met him at E3 once before. And every time I'm with him, I know there's something that I've been meaning to ask him, and I can't think of what it is. So yeah, that's what we need to do. We need to find out what is that Omo. But I did tweet a video of that sound effect and asked him. The closest I don't thing know. That like, come up. 
every time I, I'm like, I'm like, what, like, what's the point? Like, and then and they brought it back in Deception. They and I, if I recall, I think they brought it back in MK9. Like, it's really well, nuts. Two things. There's two things I can think of. One, I saw a strategy guide that claimed, you know, whether it's right or wrong, I don't know. That the guy was saying hello in a British accent. Doesn't sound right, but they put it in print. And then the other thing was that John Tobias tweeted out like about a fake hidden character named Elmo, who's like that guy in the living forest that's dead, but he has like a. a oh yeah, it like, kind of looks like Raiden. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, yeah, they could be tied to that. But honestly, we need to track Dan Forden down. And yeah, I, it's it's been driving me nuts for years. I don't know what it is, like what 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 the point is, and what the joke. I mean, it's got to be some kind of in, inside joke in, in in at Midway. Has to be. Man. Hey, Just, hey, we'll but I want in on the joke. Will, I want in on the joke. Come on. <laughs> we will get to the bottom of this. Listen, we got to the bottom of what Braden's saying when he flies and he does a Superman torpedo. We can do it. With MK community is like a bunch of detectives out there cracking these twenty twenty. Yes, all these mysteries okay. from <laughs> from like almost three decades plus now. <laughs> Although I did get a kick out of the uh, misheard voice acting, which is hilarious. It's all over that YouTube. Is, that is awesome, too. <laughs> you know what? We're really good at actually solving these mysteries. We're better than the Scooby-Doo Incorporated. Team. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yes. Speaking of Scooby-Doo, how do you like that Shaggy reference in uh, mm -hmm. Battle of the Realms? Dude, that was amazing. They listened to the community on that. Listen, mm -hmm. I laughed. But please, 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 please do not bring in Shaggy as a guest character. No. <laughs> You know Listen, what, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a bitch. Him. Okay, I'm a bitch. Okay, I don't like guest characters, but there are some that make sense. Like Spawn made sense. Terminator kind of made sense, but like everybody else, like I, I, I can't in my mind canonically think like it makes sense. Like Spawn, I can believe because you know Seven Circles of Hell, Nether Realm, um, Terminator time travel. I just wish they had Arnold's real voice. But like Rambo, Freddy, sorry Joe, Freddy Krueger, Jason, Weatherface. Uh, I didn't like. I didn't care for Alien Predator. I can kind of like believe because you know he's hunting across the galaxy. That one I can kind of like in my mind believe it. But everybody else, like I rather just have old characters back than these guest characters. I I'm sorry. I get I'll it. I get it. It sucks. I get it. It's not okay. I'm not the biggest fan of them, but when you read the bios and they make it sound like believable, it's like okay, the alien xenomorphs landing in Outworld. I could kind of see that because they're going all over the universe and they ended up in Outworld. That they made it kind of work there. And then yeah. when they gave it like the Tarkatan fighting style, yeah. Like, oh, okay. One of them hatches with Tarkatan. Like they're really trying to play this thing out and they really overthink it, kind of like a fan would if they were tasked with writing it. You know, I think they did a pretty good yeah. job of making it work. Fair enough. I just, yeah, it's just, I, I, I'm a bitch, okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those. I'm, I'm a pure. I said this on our ranking video um, that it seems to me like when they have one idea, they immediately go, okay, who's the rival to this guy? And they immediately, like, uh, like when they did Terminator, they're like, okay, it's Arnold. We're gonna have to have Sylvester Stallone as and the RoboCop, yeah. you know, and RoboCop. They did it twice there. So I mean, yeah, they, RoboCop they, versus Terminator. You got it. Yeah, I remember that game, by the way. I definitely remember that game. That's a classic. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, yes, I don't like guest characters, but I, I like MK versus DC, so I know I kind of contradict myself. But I, I guess... I mean, I can't complain because my one of my favorite characters ever is Fujin. And when he came back, Joe can back me up on this. I was head over heels that Fujin came back. 
There's only one character I want to come back that hasn't come back yet, and we were teased. It was a, the worst cock tease in the world, no MKX. I want Serena back. Like, I've been waiting. Yeah, I want Havoc back. And Havoc. Havoc's my number two. Serena number one, Havoc's my number two. I, like, I want Did you see how they snuck Serena into Cabal's ending yes! in 11? That was funny. That was funny. I'm not going to lie. That was funny. All right, so look, we got a question in the chat from Nick Solo 85 um, He wants to know what are everyone's thoughts on the MK1 censored fatalities, and he gives some examples of them. Yes! What do you guys think about them? Okay, so I remember when I first got Mortal Kombat 1, I didn't know what the blood code was at first. So I did see Sub-Zero with his super uppercut. I saw Johnny Cage with the super, you know, the side kick, the, the shadow kick that kicks you off the screen. Um... I thought those fatalities were, um, I mean, uh, I, I, they were, they were bad. I'm not going to lie. They were pretty bad. <laughs> well, the Super Nintendo one had slightly better ones. Yes. Actually, there's one that I did like. I liked when Sub-Zero froze you, does the back fist, and you shat. That one I liked. And they, dude, the MK team liked that one so much that that actually became his real, for real fatality in Mortal Kombat 2. Like, yes. they did such a good job. And then one other one, Raiden's fatality in the Super Nintendo version of Mortal Kombat 1 turns you into a pile of dust. Like, that's actually... That's a good one. In some way, that's actually better than the real arcade fatality. And in fact, if you listen to the Mortal Kombat soundtrack, that made it into Raiden's song. They specifically say he turns in foes to a pile of dust. Yes. Nice. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get so much shit for this, but I, I've never said this publicly, but I'm going to say it right here, right now. My favorite version of Mortal Kombat 1 is actually not the arcade port. I like the Genesis port with the blood code. Yeah. I don't know why. There's something about the music that was made for that game, and there was something about... I felt, I felt like the, the gameplay was actually really smooth. Yeah, the, the music on the Genesis version of MK1 sounded awesome. The other MK games didn't sound so good on Genesis, but that one... Yeah, that MK1, man, Gen like I'll say MK1 Genesis is like the GOAT for home consoles. But for but Mortal Kombat 2 and 3, I prefer Super Nintendo. Um, and, and that's until PlayStation came out, obviously. But but at yeah. the time, during the 16-bit era, the, the whole Nintendo versus Sega era, which is the best era of video games ever, by the way. Um, it really is. But Mortal Kombat 2... Uh, on, on Super Nintendo was so damn close to the arcade. Really close to the arcade. Uh, but I, I think MK1 Genesis was, was fantastic. And then Mortal Kombat 3 could have gone either way. But I, at the end of the day, I thought the Super Nintendo was was a little better. Um, UMK3 kind of got the... Um, didn't have a good port, in my opinion. Uh, honestly, because they were focusing on MK Trilogy at the same time. Yeah. And, you know, Trilogy, yeah, though. Trilogy is my point. favorite one because it's, you know, it's got the biggest roster. They added the most characters to it. Honest so. to God, yeah. I wish... Okay, at the end of the day, um, the trilogy on PlayStation is probably a little better because of the roster, but the problem is the loading times and whatnot. Yeah. I wish there was a way that we could combine the N64 with the PlayStation with no loading times, but has a quality music, quality sound, um, the four bosses... Like, if there was a way... And, oh, yeah, three-on-three! Three. The N64 had three-on-three. Three. If there was a way to combine 
Mortal Kombat Trilogy N64 with PlayStation, it'd be like the perfect MK game. Seriously. Dude, we could do that. Uh, somebody's probably already done it in Mugen, to be honest. I don't yeah. keep up with yeah. every single Mortal Kombat Mugen project ever. Oh, yeah, there's so it many It wouldn't surprise them. me. It wouldn't surprise me. I was going to say, PC emulation, they've got to have something like that out there. It wouldn't you know? surprise me if somebody decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to make the definitive Mortal Kombat trilogy. I'm going to combine the best of the PlayStation and the N64. And I'm going to, like, not get carried away and start incorporating features from other Mortal Kombat. I'm just going to keep it to trilogy. That's it. That would be yeah. incredible if somebody could do it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Hey, guys, if you know about this, leave it in the comments. Tell us. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we, we're, we're definitely went down this rabbit hole. So let's just finish up the last one. Mortal Kombat 11. Tab, what was your favorite fatality in MK11? Oh, without a doubt, Johnny Cage's triple decap. Yes, that's mm. a good one. That's a good one. It finally explained the glitch, the three up, the three heads glitch. I loved it. it was... It's such, it's such a deep cut reference. It's such a good throwback. Yes, Joe. What about you? I think my best, the my favorite one for the audio alone has got to be Noob Saibot coming, the having the clone come out and rip you in half. <laughs> That's got to be so my favorite. Yeah, for me, um, oh man, it's tricky. I didn't really think about this one. Because um, I'm not going to lie to you, I I like Mortal Kombat 11, but I definitely have my problems with it, um, personally. Um, I think I'll have to go with the, uh, I, uh, the, the Shanks, Carrie Tagawa Shang Tsung's uh, fatalities. I think both of them are great. Yeah, I love. Yeah, pretty I, I just think it was just it was just so awesome having Kerry Tagawa back, and for him to say your soul is mine and this this and that. I just yeah, I have to go with the, the Shang songs both both of them just because I'm a sucker for, for Kerry Tagawa. I do have an honorable mention. Yeah, I do like uh, Fujin when he throws his sword, and you hear see the guy go, "No!" <laughs> yes, I like that. <laughs> yeah, like I said, F Fujin and Scarlet are like my my like go tos and my mains in MK11 because again, I was head over. I always loved Fujin. I fell in love. More I met for, I immediately fell in love with Fujin because we had this long haired character with a crossbow. That we found out that he, it was Raiden's brother. There was more than you know. There's other gods out there. And I, I absolutely loved Mortal Kombat 4 because it felt like a war, not just like a tournament or an invasion. It was actually a war between good and evil. And the fact that we had Raiden and a fellow god named Fujin, and yes, I don't care what anybody says, I like Kai. I like Kai. <laughs> Kai. He does a handstand, man. That thing is cool. Yeah. And and yes, Mortal Kombat Gold. I had Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat Gold was better. I especially... That they that they brought back some of the old backgrounds. In fact, Kung Lao comes back, and yeah, dude. Katana and Molina, Cyrax. Jump off a cliff. Jerk. What, what was yeah. that? Joe. Remember Jerk jumping off the cliff? Oh yeah, where's my cake? <laughs> Wrong, Jerk. This is not a brutality. This is a fatality. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't care for Jerk. I loved Kai, I, and I loved Rico. Um. I thought yeah. Rico was... Man, it just sucks that Rico... Rico's another one they need to bring back. I mean, it was cool seeing him in the movie, which we'll get to. Um, but, yeah. like... And it, I just feel like Rico's another character that, like, sort of got... The, you know, they screwed the pooch on that one, in my opinion. Yeah. 
His walls have pretty much been lost over the years. They tried to fit him into the new movie, and it's like a lot of people are looking at him, scratching their head, going, "Who is this guy?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> he didn't really look exactly like Rico, but yeah, no, not really. <laughs> okay, so well, let's just do let's do the same thing. I want to go back to MK1. Let's just same thing. We just said favorite fatality. We'll go through all the games. Favorite background. Start with MK1. Favorite background. Go. Oh, the palace gates, because I actually have one of those Buddha statues. And Pac-Man. Yes, you can't ignore those Pac-Man symbols on the wall. All right, for me, I'm a sucker for Goro's Lair, man. I just, ah, uh, just the dungeon oh, the and in the, the background. Those eyes. Yes. Which I'm so glad yeah. in Mortal Kombat Shaolin Monks we got to explore Goro's Lair and we saw that it was the Oni. Uh, but Joe, what's your favorite background from MK1? I was going to say the same thing, but to differentiate, uh, we do have a background behind Tabmok that I like. <laughs> That's MK2. We will get to that. MK2. MK1. MK1, Joe. It, it was still technically an MK1. It was just different. Oh, what? you're talking about Shang Tsung's throne room. You like Shang that Tsung's one? Throne room. Yeah. Yes. yes. That's that a good one. one. I think a close second. I, I love the uh, the Warrior Shrine, man. I don't know why. Okay, here's... <laughs> You know what? Let me go back to, to what you were talking about for a second, Joe. Um, Shang Tsung's throne room. There's Here's some trivia for you. If you play MK11 and you go to the retrograde background and you pick Shang Tsung and it throws that background in there, Shang Tsung doesn't appear in the background. They make his throne room empty, which is crazy because you never got to see You never got to MK1. see the chair! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, well, you can see the chair now. MK11 is the only way to see the MK1. Now that you mention that, I'm going. I have an excuse. Up. I have an excuse to play Mortal Kombat 11 now. I'm gonna. Go, I'm gonna go do that uh, this weekend. I. I want. I want to see the. I want to see that ass print on the chair, badly. <laughs> okay, so let me let me ask you a question. Yes. If I send you a private message through Twitter right now, would yes. you be able to pull up that picture and load it up into the stream? Yes, but I can do it. But Joe, can you? Yeah. How about yeah? We'll do do that right here, right now, and then Joe, uh, take go to Mortal Kombat two and talk about the backgrounds of Mortal Kombat favorite background of Mortal Kombat two while um, I do that. So Joe, if you can just kind of take over hosting duties for a moment. Okay. Um. Uh, my favorite. I'll I'll go first. My favorite background in, in Mortal Kombat two had to be the acid pool. You know, I just I I love that one. Um. Dude, those hooks in the back. Those hooks in the background, like they didn't use them for anything. But just the fact that they had these hooks on chains, they just yeah, get your mind thinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what was, what was your favorite uh, from MK2? Uh, oh, believe it or not, the portal. I That's a good one. A, I thought they could make a stage fatality of it where you like throw the guy into the portal and he gets like, yeah. hit by the lightning or something. They never actually did that, but oh man, that one got your imagination cooking to it. I even made a fake animation where that happens in the portal. Nice. Like that one always yeah, just captured my imagination. Cool. Okay. Like go through the portal and actually land in Outworld or something. That would have been nice. Oh, <laughs> totally. Oh shoot, where the hell did it go? I just, I just thought I just had. Hang on. Keep um. Oh, well, we can talk about MK3 backgrounds. Oh, uh, I'll say mine real quick. Mine is um, Living Forest. Portal's a close second, but at the end of the day, there's something about those trees and. That seeing that for the first time, I was in awe. So, oh yeah, dude, that was amazing too. Those, those MK2 had a lot of good backgrounds. Tony Goski is like one of those unsung heroes. 
because he basically had to like design what Outworld was gonna look like. He just and that, and that was Ed Boon's face too. Those trees are based off Ed Boon's face. Yeah. All right. So here's something else for you. Yes. Um, there's a video out there on YouTube from one of your favorite YouTubers who you told me about, Total MK. Yes. So when he came up to Chicago for Combat Con one year, we did like a little tour around Chicago, visiting like all the cool places that are related to Mortal Kombat. Yep. We went to the forest behind the Midway Building. It was probably wow. where they actually filmed the real trees for the living forest to be used. Oh, yeah. I did not. <laughs> wow. I did not even know that. That's freaking awesome. I'll, I'll find a link and send it to you. Oh, man, that thing, that going on that tour with them was like one of the most fun things I've ever been a part of. Nice. Okay, sorry, I'm having difficulties trying to get this image. Uh, go ahead and go to Mortal Kombat 3, Joe. I'm still trying to get right, this um, image. My favorite in Mortal Kombat 3 had to be the subway. Yeah, I that's, that's I a, yeah, I, I, yeah not music, I too. They had some fatalities that you could actually do in the subway. You can, I think you can knock them out on the tracks, couldn't you? Yeah, yep. yeah, you can get a subway yeah. to, to <laughs> run them over. Yes. So that, now, that I, awesome. If you look at Justin McCollum, he's in the chat right now. He actually re-rendered the subway. There it is, guys. There it is, guys. It's full screen. There it is, full oh, screen. There you is the it. chair. <laughs> <laughs> that is what Shang Tsung's throne looked like this whole time, only we never knew until just now. Nice. <laughs> yes. So I'll leave it up for a couple more seconds here. Yes. So what for those who are just coming in, uh, we've never seen the empty throne room chair from MK1. So on the um, arcade level in Mortal Kombat 11, if you pick Shang Tsung, the chair is empty. So there, it, so there it is, people. Um, well, what about the yeah. chair in the crypt? Is that the same thing? Technically, just um, obviously well, I mean, more graphics. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it's, graphics. that's different. That's a little different, though. We're talking like the the, the original back from original graphics. Yeah. yeah, like for this one, they actually had to do sprite editing, so that was really something. Yes. Nice. Okay. So oh, and by the way, speaking of the courtyard, yeah, it, the same logic. Like that, they, I'm, we're showing it here with the, the throne room because that's the most impressive. But the mm. same thing holds up. Like when the retrocade does the courtyard. If you're Shang Tsung, it'll be empty. If you're Shao Kahn and you do Khan's Arena, like like behind me right now, yeah. his throne will be empty too. Like they really went all out. Yeah, yeah but we've seen, but we've seen, thing. we've seen the empty throne of Shao Kahn. We never saw the empty throne room chair of Shang Tsung. Yes, yeah. yes. All right. So my favorite background MK3 and Joe already knows because we because we played we just played it on Twitch the other day. Uh, I'm a sucker for the temple. I love the music. I love the aesthetic. I love the background. I it's something haunting about that the temple, the church. Yeah. Oh, dude, that music is incredible. I think that that's another one that Justin McCollum re-rendered. Like, if you check out this guy's work with the 3D stuff, man, he he pulls off some amazing stuff. Yeah, the temple's background music blows everything else away in the game. That that thing is incredible. It's a work of art. It's a masterpiece. And I'm sorry, Simon. What was your favorite MK3? Because I was so busy trying to get the. I didn't. I wasn't listening. What What was your uh, favorite background in MK3? Um, well, if I can jump ahead to Ultimate, it's probably Hell, and I really like Scorpion's Lair. And yep. I really love the way you can uppercut somebody into like Khan's cage. They need like, to bring that back. We were talking. We were talking I about know. that on the stream, Joe. Like those <laughs> uppercut so stage transitions. That yes. shit was fire. I remember the first time. My mind was blown seeing that for the first time in MK3. Um, with yeah. the bank, like up to the rooftop, yep. dude, yeah. that was so cool. And the I soul, the soul they... chamber to the balcony. Um, yes. What else? What else was there? Uh, the subway up into the street. Subway to the street. Yep. That. Yeah. 
The only thing though, I mean, it's like honestly, the only thing that used to make me mad was like, oh, I can't wait to do the subway background fatality. Oh, nope, you uppercutted him to the to the street. Same with the uh, scorpions, like, oh, I want to do the lava. Nope, uppercut it to, to the cons arena up there. Like, oh man. Yeah, it seems like they just moved stage transitions from uh, from MK to Injustice. I mean, we, oh, Deception so. kind of brought it back. Um, I th I thought Deception they had, like multi-tiered stages there. Yeah. Yeah, cool, that yeah. was done pretty cool, but I just miss. There's something about uppercutting through the damn ceiling. It was so goddamn satisfying. Um, I love the way all like the rocks would get smashed everywhere. I mean, yep. yeah, they, they did a good job of like really making it look cool. Yeah, the impact. Okay, MK4, favorite background. Tab Muck, go. Oh, okay. Um, MK4 is probably the snake stage, you know, reptile. That's a good one. I'm a sucker. The Elder Guide stage. Uh, a, oh, with those blue, blue faces in the yes. background. Oh, man. A close second, oh, though. I love the temple remake in MK Gold, because like all the windows, the mosaic windows have different bad, bad, bad guys. Yeah, you know, I love and yeah, I that that's a close second, but honestly, God, I I love the Elder God, you know, the Elder God stage with that music and it was just cool seeing that. And I kind of wish, I hope they bring that back someday. What about you, Joe? Uh, oh, actually, no, you skipped MK Four. Okay, okay, let's move on yeah, to. I was looking it up to see which one I like, but. Yeah, you can, go, you can go ahead and go that. through. We'll go to more combat. <laughs> we'll go to Deadly Alliance. Um, while you look that up, so Tabo, favorite background in Deadly Alliance? Oh, uh, Sub Zero's Lin Kuei Temple. That thing was awesome. But I love the um the one where you actually see the army of the Dragon King, the mum the mummies. Yeah. Yeah, that that oh, one. Yeah, you know what I like about that one is the giant Shinox amulet spinning in the background. Yeah. like there's so many cool things going on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and, I just looked. I agree with you, Jay. The Elder Gods Arena is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, a close. Uh, and someone pointed out. Someone pointed out the graveyard in MK3. That was uh, MK Habit Addict pointed that out. The graveyard from MK3 was awesome. Yeah, it was. And I remember. Oh, I'll never. For, I'm glad you mentioned that. First time I ever played Mortal Kombat 3 was actually at a grocery store. I was in second grade. Uh, real quick, a kid in school said, "Oh my God, Mortal Kombat 3 is out." Nobody believed him. I go grocery shopping with my mom that same weekend. There it was. And I remember the shell shock of seeing Mortal Kombat 3 because I did not recognize any of the characters except Kung Lao. And I went to Kung Lao. But I played as Kung Lao. And the first background that I played was the graveyard. And guess what I saw? Johnny Cage um, on the gravestone. Stone. Yes. Yes. I'll never forget that. I'm like, oh, damn. And I remember my sister's like, oh, my God, this is scary. Like, this background's scary. I'm like, this is I'm like, this is intense. And then my mom's like, hey, Jay, we got we to gotta go. And I'm like, I'm like no, I want to play more. <laughs> and then, of course, I, I waited. Fatality Friday, Friday, October 13th, 1995. I waited at the video rental store. I didn't get to buy it. I got to rent it. I waited all day for them to pick up the copy of MK3 so I could rent it. I'll never forget you know what that. I remember? You know what I remember the most about those early 2D days? Pre-ordering MK2. Uh, if you pre-ordered it, you got like the Pit 2 newsletter. Same thing with if you pre-ordered MK1, you got the yeah. Pit 1. Um, they gave you like three posters. They give you an MK2 phone card. Dude, they loaded you up with so much swag. Like pre-ordering MK2 was freaking awesome. Yes. And I also missed the artwork and the instruction manuals and... Um, I never got to pre-order MK2. Funny thing about MK2 is the first it was the first video game I ever bought with my own money. 
And I was only I was only like first second grade, and I had to mow lawns for five dollars till I had enough. Oh yeah, and then the neighborhood garage sale. The neighborhood garage sale put me over the top so I could afford to buy the game because I sold all my old toys at the garage sale. My mom gave me the money that I sold, and then I bought Mortal Kombat 2. And I and, and ready for the big kick in the head. I saved up $70. Back in the day, cartridges for Sega Genesis and Super were $70. That's right. They were up there. This is 30 years ago. $70. Yeah. Okay, I finally, $70, $70 to a second grader, first second grader, is like a million dollars. And you ready for this? I saved up $70 enough to buy Mortal Kombat 2. I go to Toys R Us, and the girl at the checkout lane is like, this is your lucky day. Mortal Kombat 3 is in development right now, and Mortal Kombat 2's dropped to 40 bucks. <laughs> but I was I was excited, but I was also so mad because like I I, I spent weeks mowing lawns for five dollars. No I, I could have had I could have had 40 bucks ready to buy it. <laughs> but you know what else you're really lucky about? There was a warning on MK2 saying, hey, if you're not 17, this game really isn't for you. My, well, my mom was with me to buy it. So. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah, yeah. My mom it. was with me, and of course, that was during the time my dad gave me the okay to play it. But it was the okay, first awesome. game I ever bought with my own money, and like, yeah. <laughs> that is a good feeling. That is a really good feeling. Yes. Okay, so... I wish I could say the same, but Jason knows that's the first game I ever bought with my own money was Resident Evil 2. Yes. <laughs> But wait, wait Tabo, besides, real quick, before we, before we move on to the other backgrounds, besides Mortal Kombat, what other gaming franchises are you, like, really big into? Okay, well, Mortal Kombat is by far the biggest. Like, yeah. the first game I remember playing is um, Atari 2600 playing Breakout. Like, I, I loved video games even before I had a Nintendo. Super Mario Brothers was huge. But the other one that, like, was really cool to play is uh, Super Smash Brothers, especially the N64 version, like yes. the OG Super Smash Brothers. Oh man, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I know, I love it. The thing that was so great about Super Smash Brothers, uh, I don't know if Joe remembers this or not, but like, um, at the time, Super Smash Brothers, uh, we hadn't had a new Metroid game since Super Metroid. We all wondered if there was going to be a Metroid 64, obviously it never happened, but... Samus made an appearance in Super Smash Bros. And that was her first and only appearance in Nintendo 64. And yeah, I'm a diehard Metroid. By the way, Metroid Dread. Can't wait. Um, but yeah, it was so cool. There was something so surreal seeing Samus in Super Smash Bros. And the majority of her moves were from Super Metroid. With the exception of the Flamethrower. Which was a new you know, aesthetic they added for that game. So yeah. Shout out to Super Smash Brothers and seeing Samus for the first time in technically in 3D. Yeah, man, I just love the idea that they took all the Nintendo franchises and just said, you know what? They all take place in a shared universe and they're all going head to head. Here you go, have fun. And they and they literally just made it a, a kid to, playing with the toys. Is basically what it was. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good That's way. It. Good way to do it. All right, uh, backgrounds. So. Uh, Oh yeah, quick. Speaking of Deadly Alliance, my I think a, a quick uh, honorable mention, the one with the with the the demon Buddha spitting the acid. Oh uh, man, those Buddha statues spitting acid at you—that was crazy. Yeah, that was a cool one. Yeah. Um. I agree. Right, Deception. Um. Tabuk, favorite Deception background. I think it would have to be Raiden's Sky Temple. Yes. I agree. I agree. 
That's a good one. Uh, the Beetle Lair. The Beetle Lair was kind of cool. I remember seeing the previews in the magazines about the Beetle Lair, and it was supposed to have a death trap where all these bugs came out and ate you, but I guess they didn't end up finishing that part of it, so it never happened. Yeah. But just the idea that it would happen was like, oh, this is going to be amazing. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, yeah, the stuff had some some good backgrounds, and even the remakes were good. Now, Armageddon. Well, so we, we didn't do the fade out, but we'll do the backgrounds. Armageddon, I'll go first for this one. The one that blew me away in Armageddon, honest to God, was the remake of The Wastelands. Yeah, that was cool. I loved it when you could, like, knock the guy down the stairs. Yes! That was a good one. Oh, so what's your favorite background? What's your favorite background from uh, Armageddon? Oh, okay. For me, it would probably be the remake of The Bell Tower. I love the fact that you could, like, hit the guy into the bell. Yes! That's a good one. Joe, what about you? Do you remember the ones from uh, Armageddon? Uh, I like the Meteor Storm. One with the moon in the background and everything. I like that one. Yep. I, well, see, I wasn't that wasn't that nine as well? No, no, because nine it was the uh, it the was from pit. the pit. Like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, okay, MK versus DC. That one had some good ones. Tamo, go ahead. Um, I liked the Wuxi Academy, and I also liked Metropolis, where like the Daily Planet's in ruins. Yes. Um, I gotta go with the Batcave. I because I like the the free fall, Joe. What yeah. about Joe? What about you? Uh, FM, favorite MKDC. Um, uh, I like the Fortress of Solitude. Yes, and oh, the yeah. music. Did you notice the did music you notice was they great? Snuck the Lin Kuei Temple into the Fortress of Solitude. Yes, that yes, yes. That, was cool. that that was so cool. Like, and I also like the fact that like Themyscira and Shang Tsung's Island was a combination. Yeah. Like, that was so cool. They had some good ones there. Um. What was the other uh, crossover? There was, a, there was, oh yeah, the um, the asteroid, the um, the destroyed asteroids there with uh, Dark Side's uh, Apocalypse. Uh, that yeah. was a good one. Yeah, I like how they combined the MK with DC, like literally combined them. That was so. I, again, I liked MK versus DC. All right. Yeah, it was cool. And then, hey, going back to the Metropolis one, do you remember that part where like you would run through parts of the stage and it would turn into like a test your might thing yes! in the middle of the map? I love the test your might. That those were cool too. Those were cool. Actually, actually, that's another part. That's another mechanic. I would I mean, again, I love the free fall, but that yeah, that was a good mechanic too with the test. You might rolling them through the walls there. Um, okay, more combat nine. The majority of them were either remakes or some of them were like combined together. Yeah. So go ahead, tap yeah. a favorite MK nine background. Um, I really like the subway. I like the fact that they brought in like uh, posters for the um, special forces and for like Johnny Cage movies. They did that in MK Armageddon too, to be fair, with the subway. So that's kind of what started that whole thing. Uh, there was a lot about MK9 that was to love. I mean, every single background was awesome. Even seeing the temple. Um, yes. And, you know, and like, even though they had like the side missions on the tower where you're playing in, in uh, like the background and it tilts this way and then it tilts that way. Yes. Like, I love cool the, 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 whatever, the 300 ladder or whatever that was. The um, Not the arcade ladder, but the challenge tower. Yeah. Challenge tower. Challenge yeah. tower was absolutely dope. Uh, my favorite MK9 background, um, it's it's a close, I, I have to say it's a tie between the uh, remake of the um, Forest, the Living Forest, because you can finally, well, besides, I mean, Shadow Monks did it first, but it was cool throwing them into the, to get eaten by the trees, but I think the other one is, I love the Pit remake. They combined MK1 and MK2 Pit, and like, the night background, the day background, yeah, it was amazing. So I think it's a tie between 
the living forest and the pit. But if you have a gun in my head, I'd probably pick the pit. Joe, what about and you? They did, they did add like a Shang Tsung statue garden. That was like something that we haven't quite seen before. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, that was a nice one. That was kind of like the palace yeah. gates meets the um, warrior shrine kind of. They had they threw in like a Goro statue. They threw in like a Baraka statue. They did some cool things with it. Yeah. Joe, what about you? What's your favorite MK9 background? I like the flesh pits. Yes! That's that a good one. Awesome. Original one, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm reading the chat right now and everyone's like, Jay, we've never seen you geek out this much before. <laughs> <laughs> See what this man Tab Monk does to me? When I got like another MK fan, we just geeked the hell out. I'm sorry if we're going down this rabbit hole. <laughs> Okay, Mortal okay, Kombat. Wait, 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 wait. While you're geeking out, while you're geeking out, can you give us a Mortal Kombat yell? Um, like, 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 a like, 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 oh, wait, step away from the mic. <laughs> I don't want to wake up my neighbors either. Yeah. Mortal Kombat! <laughs> Sorry, that was toned down because I don't, I don't wake the neighbors. I live in the apartment building. Um, all right, Mortal Kombat X. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. Mortal Kombat X and I felt like had weak backgrounds, but yeah. the Cove, where the where yeah. the bodies wash up on the dock and you see the um the, the like the skeleton island in the back, that one was cool. Tabo, yeah, was, that what, one was unique. Yeah, what about you? What's your favorite MKX background? Oh man, it's like you said, the backgrounds were all a little bit watered down. Um, yeah. They were a little bit too plainy Janey compared to like the the cool mysticism that we're used to. Yeah. But I guess maybe um, Sub Zero's Lin Kuei background again was kind of cool. Raiden Sky Temple, they brought it back. It was kind of neat to see like the monks worshiping and that you could like throw them and stuff like that. Yes, that was um, hilarious. Yeah, yeah, they did some fun. They did some fun things with it. They, yeah. they didn't have, they didn't, they lost some of the mysticism that we've seen in like in every other Mortal Kombat game up till now. But those two things, they were done right. Yes. Joe, what about you? I like, I like the Netherrealm Crossroads background. Okay, yeah, see that, that was one of the Long backgrounds I kind of like, I was like iffy about, um, but I, that's all good, Joe. I just, I, I just, uh, I wasn't too big on that particular background. Same with the, um. Well, the the Kurton Forest or whatever, like that one. Like you said, there wasn't a lot to choose from, but yeah, you know, yeah. When it comes right down to it, I gotta stick with my guy back here. Come on. Oh man. yeah. All right, more <laughs> combat the eleven. Crash helicopter, the crash helicopter scene that was yeah. kind of cool too. Yeah. All right, more combat eleven. I, I go, Tamo, go ahead because I need to think about this one. But uh, Tamo, go ahead. What's your favorite back on MK eleven? Okay, probably the dragon grotto. I mean, I kind of liked how in MK11 they said, oh, see, this thing, that's right under this other thing. <laughs> um, okay, I, I know what mine is now. Okay, I, I know what mine is now. Yeah, the dragon grotto's got to be number one for me. For me, I'm a sucker for Goro's lair. Even though the Goro, skeleton Goro corpse made, made no sense that he died. What? How did he die on his throne? Like, whatever. But I, I, I'm a sucker for Goro's lair. It was a pretty cool concept, you know, a unique rendition of it. Even though we've seen it done many, many, many times, MK4, MK9, etc., etc. But I thought the best remake anyway was, was an 11. Joe, what about you? Favorite background? I like the Cyberlink way. I like that mm. one. Yeah, that is a really good one. Yeah! That's a really good one. Yeah, 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 Robot Factory. Okay. You know, going back to Goro's Lair, I yeah. mean, running around it in the crypt and seeing, like, the deep cut references to the 1995 movie. Yes! A lot of fun Kano! Yes. yes. Yeah, I know that Kano's uh, corpse sitting there at the dinner table. That was hilarious. 
And again, it makes no sense since Kano's alive and well in the game, but whatever, it doesn't have to make sense. We like it. Okay. Yeah, I also like the fact that I played 11 early enough to get the exploit where you can get all the heads for free. That helps. <laughs> that helps. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, another thing I want to shimmy over to. Uh, we, we can roll this, this one won't take long. Favorite MK overall, and you, you only can pick one for each category. Favorite male character, favorite female character. Go. Okay, okay. I sent you a gift. I'm hoping you can cue this up. You know, we've had my two statues on the screen for a long time now. I sent you a gift of Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat 2 going yep. through all his morphs. Dude. I love playing Shang Tsung. Unfortunately, I didn't upload it because of the green screen. I couldn't upload because there was like big green screen there. I, so I didn't upload it. But, but uh, I still got your statue queued up, though. Okay, well, I made that gift. So sorry for making it green. But I, <laughs> but it, it was awesome because Shang Tsung can TV every character in the game. When you're mixing it up, it's like, all right, I'm Baraka. Oh, now you get used to my fighting style? Okay, well, now I'm Sub-Zero. I'm doing a ground freeze. but you didn't see that one coming. Oh, you get used to that? Well, now I'm Raiden, and I'm suddenly teleporting behind you and foot-sweeping you. I just, you just, he could just mix it up so much. I love that. And then Excellent. favorite female character to play as, you know, for gameplay, Yep. it's probably Melina because, dude, she's so fast. She's yeah. lightning oh. fast. Yep. Back, back, down, high kick, you know, forward, forward, uh, low kick. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, man. Hold high punch, then jump kick him, and let go of that high punch. Yes! Size, like, immediately. Yes! That's what's up. Uh, right, so here's something. Yeah. I taught Catalan's son. So Catalan, you know, the OG, Katana, yes. and Jade. Uh, her son is old enough, so I was able to teach him how to do Melina's fatality. No shit! <laughs> where, she, where she sucks you up and spits out a pile of bones. I love oh, that yeah, fatality. Absolutely. fast. Absolutely. Joe, what about you? M male character, female character? Is this across the entire spectrum? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to go Fire and Ice. I'm going to have to go Scorpion for favorite male and Frost for favorite female. Oh, okay. Oh. All right, all right. So for me, all right, I want you to visualize something, Tabma. The character, even though I'm not dressed as him, but the character I fell in love with from the jump. When you look at that, when you look at the original, oh, I got it up there. I don't want to grab it. I'm too lazy to grab it. When you look at the original character select for MK1, which character stands out? To me, it was Raiden in that lightning background, the glowing eyes, and he's shouting, and he's got the lightning in the background. My favorite character of all time is Raiden. Even though I don't really like how he's been um, depicted in the newer games, but man. Old school Raiden, Carl's Piscina Raiden, man. Raiden is my all-time favorite. Christopher Lambert took it to the next level. For me, it's Raiden. And my favorite female character should be the no surprise to anybody, Katana. Katana, look at that. Yes. Would you, would you say you're a big fan? <laughs> yeah, he's a fan of older women. <laughs> yes, big, big Watch fan indeed. <laughs> So, yes. Be careful with that. He's 10,000 years old, Jake. <laughs> she doesn't look a day over 500. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and then finally, to, to top this all off, uh, favorite Mortal Kombat game overall, man? Oh, man. Uh, it's so hard. I love MK2 to death. I think it's the GOAT, which you said earlier. Yep. Uh, I'm in 100% agreement with you on that. But there's something about MK Deception. They threw in so much cool stuff like Conquest Mode and Puzzle Combat and so many hidden things in the crypt. 
uh, MK Deception is like the whole package too. Those are my top two right there. Excellent, excellent. Um, Joe, what about you? What's uh? uh Trilogy is my favorite. Yep. If I had to go close, very close second, it's MK11. Fair enough. Everyone knows MK2 is the goat for me. Uh, MK9 is a close second because um, I this the story mode was was good, um, but I just thought the gameplay was a good mesh between MK2 and MK3 as far as like combos and juggles and how it felt. Mortal Kombat 9 is a close second, but for me, MK2 will always be the goat. Um, well, going back to Joe's point about MK11, something they did that was amazing there. Um, not only was story mode fun to watch, but then after the whole thing was done, they waited and then they came out with Aftermath, which had additional story mode in it. Like, that's unheard of. Yeah, no Fujin! Do that. Fujin! Yeah. And, they, and they released so many DLCs, like I said in the, in the breakdown video that we did, is that it seemed like the game was released five times. Yes. <laughs> oh like, my oh, god, yeah, it's so this, true. And now another DLC, and another DLC, and another... <laughs> just kept going. Absolutely. Oh, cool. Okay, so okay, I respect everybody's time, but man, I, I, there's so much more stuff I want to talk about. Uh, Tabo, are you are you good on time, man? Yeah. Okay, perfect, perfect. Because this is one of something I really want to dive into. This because we never, you and I and Joe, we never got to talk about this. I figured this is a good transition. So, Mortal Kombat Battle of the Realms just recently came out on 4K Blu-ray and Blu-ray and DVD. Um. I just want to know what was your because because I never seen what you've posted anything about it. So what was your overall thoughts on Battle of the Realms? Okay, for Battle of the Realms, I mean, I loved it. I thought it was like so much fun all the way around. I've seen reviews from people who kind of thought they dropped the ball somehow. Yeah, it's it's, like, it's yeah. divided across the MK community. It's divided. It is. It is. It's very divided because look, they made a lot of changes. They're not following. They're not sticking to the script at all. They're making a lot of changes to the lore. And I love the Mortal Kombat lore, but overall, I love seeing the Mortal Kombat characters in different and unique situations and just seeing how things play out. And to me, one of the best parts of the whole movie was when Shao Kahn and Raiden appear to the Elder Gods together. Yes. Like, hey, we we both agree. This is both what we want to do. We're on the same page on this. We want to have a final tournament. Like. That was never how they showed it happening before, and it was just incredible, especially Shao Kahn's attitude towards the Elder Gods. He didn't respect them at all. Yes, and I love it. That's funny. I'm glad you made that point, because there was a part where Raiden's like, hey, show some respect. Like, (laughs) Um, make me. (laughs) So, okay, I'll say this. I did like Scorpion's Revenge better. Okay. But but I still really loved... um, I still really enjoyed Battle of the Realms. I'd give it about 7, 7.5 out of 10. And I will say this for the record. I liked it more than the MK2021 movie. My main gripe. And this is what kills it from. If, if they, This is what killed the movie for me personally. I did not like the fact they crammed. Not only did they crammed in Shinnok. But they took Onaga's story. Gave it to Shinnok. And then right after the tournament was over, also we get a kaiju battle with Shinnok, and I just didn't like how that was ex- I could have done without the whole Wait a minute, Shinnok. wait a minute. You're the big kaiju fan? I thought you would go nuts over this stuff. I, sometimes you just got to keep your, 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 your favorite recipe separate. Sometimes they don't, when they mix together, it ain't always taste good. Sometimes. Okay, fair enough. 
and it just took me out of it. I, I, okay, maybe here's what I would have done if they if they really were so adamant about throwing Shinnok in there. I probably would have preferred it that Scorpion and Sub Zero took down Shinnok before any of that could happen, or something. Instead of like, hey, Liu Kang, the other guys, we're gonna give you all of our powers. Go take care of this. Like I just thought it was too much crammed in there. Like I was okay. I was okay with them cramming. Like yes, this was finally a proper media telling of MK2, the second tournament. We've never gotten that in the movie or anything. The the, the retelling of Mortal Kombat 2, we've never gotten before. Um, like, outside the games, I'm saying. Like, we never got, like, a movie or, you know, we never got the but second they jumped tournament. Ahead, they jumped ahead a little bit and you felt it was too crammed. I get it. But I'll tell you what, man. Watching the, the Grandmaster get tricked into working for Shinnok without knowing yes. it. It's like, oh, that was MK Mythologies. Yes! They went after the Kamidogo here. Well, it's like, well, you know, they kind of screwed things up by having the amulet go a different direction in the yes. first cartoon. So now they, they worked in the exact temple, the Temple of Elements, and just, you know, said, okay, here's the Grandmaster from Mythologies. Here's the Temple of Elements from Mythologies. We're throwing in the Kamidogo from Deception. Yeah. We're kind of... They're, they're, like, taking the same... And the Cyber and Ninjas from MK3. I was okay with the Cyber yeah. Ninjas from MK3. I was fine okay. with that. That that didn't bother me. It was just the whole Shinnok thing was just a tad too much. I, but that, I, I think that would have been better it. as a separate movie for a third... I mean, I probably, they're probably thinking we may not do another one. So I get Maybe. it. I but thinking, I, yeah. But I think... Shinnok's story would have been better as a separate movie on top of that. Like now we're not gonna get the Onaga we're not gonna get Onaga's story. So, so here's what I like here's what I liked about it. This is what I think they did a good job. Yeah, okay, okay go so ahead. Shinnok if you look at MK9, like the very, very ending of MK9, Shinnok was shown like, okay, now we're ready to make our move. Um here they kind of planted the seeds that Shinnok was already cooking a little something up while Shao Kahn was doing his thing with the other yeah. gods. And it had it, so it all came together. So after Shao Kahn was done with this thing, bam! That's when Shinnok makes his move. But they also snuck in a lot of other stuff. Like okay, when Liu Kang becomes an elder god and Raiden loses his powers, and they kind of like tied some plot points from MK11 and tied some other plot points from other parts of the MK lore and sort of mashed it together and made it fit to where now you can set it up for that big battle. Yes. Shinnok from MKX, by the way. Shinnok from MKX wanted to bring back the One Being. Wanted to, to destroy the Earth. Yes, destroy the realms, yeah. Mad at everybody. So Shinnok's um, kind of combining himself with the One Being or absorbing the One Being and letting himself be absorbed into the One Being or whatever so he could he could get that, that demon form of his, the corrupted Shinnok. They made it all work. They just combined a couple different things to make it happen and they jumped ahead in the lore. Like yes. you said... That doesn't really give them anything to do with Onaga. Certainly doesn't give them anything to do with Shujinko. I don't see how they could ever fit him in. But you never know, man. These guys will just have to mix it up and find. Yeah, it's use just for them. my 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 gripe is though is like I'm in the minority here. I love Shinnok. I love the char character, and I feel like Shinnok, even to this day, really hasn't gotten his proper due. And this was their chance to do so, and they just had him as basically like fodder like background like like they like they just did it so briefly so quickly because i thought scorpion's revenge did a good job kind of teasing him and building him up and then we finally get him in this movie but it's just so quick they could like i said they could have made a whole movie about shinnok trying to get the komi dogu and you know scorpion sub-zero feuding and, and as well as trying to stop shinnok and that could have been a whole movie in of itself but yeah. the whole mk2 tournament though i loved and yeah. 
Even though they kind of threw in like Lee May and and uh, Bug Lady there, Devora. Like I, I I I was okay with that. Um, and I and I I was expecting Kung Lao, my man Kung Lao. That I was ex- speaking of Kung Lao. Um, I was kind of um expecting. Oh, look at Sub Lao. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting Kung Lao to die. I'm not going to lie. I was expecting it. And then I was expecting Striker. Joe, we can do this. Inside joke. Um, okay, so I'm sorry. The inside joke is that we, we like Striker because he's he's one of us. He's, 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 a, he's a regular dude with police weapons. And it's like, yes, yeah. if he can go to tournament, so can we. Um, but yeah, I knew I knew Striker and, and Kung Lao were going to die. Um... I actually like... You know what? I'm in the minority here. I like what they did with Raiden. Here's why. Tabuk, do you remember Mortal Kombat Trilogy, what Raiden's story was? He gave up oh, his yeah. immortality to fight in Earth against Shao Kahn. You know, it's funny, because someone told me they thought that that was a reference to Annihilation, where he gives up no, his immortality. Mortal Kombat Trilogy. And I'm like, no, no, no. This is actually an MK Trilogy. They did it first. Yeah. yeah, and the thing was, the only thing though they did different though is that he didn't lose his powers. He only lost his morta- his immortality. But I'm okay with that. I-, I didn't mind, you know, seeing Raiden without his powers. It-, it was actually it made it more intense. So I actually liked that. I thought it was good. I'm like, oh wow, they borrowed something from Mortal Kombat trilogy. So I really uh-huh. liked it. again. Seven point five out of ten. It could have been better. Um, but I'm happy we got a proper MK2 story. I just could have done without the whole Kremen and Shinnok. That's all. Yeah, I gave, I gave it a 7.0 out of 10. I, I, I like it. I mean, it did have some continuity issues, but they can be overlooked because, you know, they did kind of work around to create a new story for it. Um, I mean, on, on top of that, I just had a thought a second ago about how you said that, you know, they can't tell Onaga anymore. Well, not exactly true uh hear me out on this they could technically because shinnok's a fallen elder god they could technically up the story on onaga and make him a titan you Maybe. know like chronica on the same length as chronica that would that would be kind of cool if they could do that in a future movie yeah and kind of retell his story but the true god's truth though i think next to shao khan Onaga is my other favorite MK boss because I just oh, feel yeah. like yeah, it's just we we seen Sh- Sh- Shao Kahn so many times, you know. And then we had the Deadly Alliance, nothing new. And then here comes Deception with a brand new character, which was Onaga. And then Armageddon, we got the crap that was uh, Blaze. Like I felt like Onaga was like the the last true great original boss outside of your Shang Tsung, your Shao Kahn, and Shinnok. Which we've seen yeah, many, Blaze many, many times. More of, uh, Blaze reminded me more of Killer Instinct, like Cinder, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's well, even even the story for Blaze wasn't that great. Onaga had a great story. He he was the former emperor of Outworld that was poisoned by Shao Kahn. He was more powerful than Shao Kahn, but Shao Kahn poisoned him. And then, of course, he mm-hmm. came back by deceiving Shuji. It was just, it was brilliant. And it just sucks. Now, We're probably not going to get you that. You know what? If they do another sequel to this whole um, Scorpion's Revenge timeline, and what they need to do is just have the civil war in Outworld. You know, Molina yeah. wants to, who's gonna who should should take the throne now that that Shao Kahn's gone. Shang Tsung, you know, yeah. Molina, Kotal Khan, who should step up? Bam, Onaga steps up and wipes out any opposition, or they all become loyal to him. You know what I mean? Because he's just that intense. So yeah. they could do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Just okay. mash up the storylines a little bit like they kind of have to now. All right, so yeah. real quick, uh, Tabitha, what would you give a, an, out of 10, what would you give 
MK, um, Battle of the Realms, and, and real quick, just tell us what would you give uh, Scorpion's Revenge out of ten? Okay, I, I give them I give Scorpion's Revenge the first one like uh, nine and a half, nine point five out of ten. I give this one uh, nine out of ten. I both thought they were really well done. Fair, okay, yeah, like I said, I'm in agreement with you. I do like Scorpion's Revenge better, but yeah, they're both they're both really good. I, I give Scorpion's Revenge you know about a nine out of ten. Um, what now? Let's get into the nitty gritty here, and this also gives me a chance to kind of plug in what we're doing on Saturday. So I did watch your live stream of MK your your review of MK2021. I don't remember who the gentleman you were with, but that was really awesome. But I want to talk about it with you, and I know again this is also divisive over the MK community. Thoughts on Mortal Kombat 2021 and the future of the movies? Okay, I did that uh, live stream with my buddies from MortalKombatOnline.com. So that was with Fatal. K I love that and website. Love that website, dude. Yes, I, I was so happy to, to reconnect, and I actually flew up to Chicago to see that movie with them. Um, but yeah, okay, so the MK2021 movie, that is so much fun to watch. And again, yeah, they changed stuff. You know, they changed, like, Scorpion and Sub-Zero. They made him 500 years ago instead of today, and they made Cole Young. Um, I, yeah, I didn't really care for that character, although I thought the actor did a really good job. But um, honestly, it's one of those movies where the tone was right, the violence was right, and Kano freaking killed it, man. Kano was like the best character in the whole movie. Yes. I didn't watch, I didn't go into the movie expecting Kano to be my new favorite. I know. That's what happened. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so I I'm not gonna lie, I was let down. I didn't hate it, but it wasn't the movie that I was expecting. There were some stuff that I liked. Again, the Scorpion Sub Zero beginning and end battles were fantastic. Um, I, uh, I wasn't a fan of the, the, the whole Arcana thing. Um, I love that we got the violence and the fatalities, but I think what really hurt at the movie for me, and yes, for the record, I still love the 1995 movie. They did Goro so dirty. Goro is the undefeated champion for 500 years. And all of a sudden he walks into a garage and gets chopped up by Cole. I was outraged. And then the fact that we didn't get a, at the end of the day, we actually didn't get an actual tournament, really bothered me. But that was a 500 year champion, asshole. Yes, <laughs> and I just like Joe. Just from your perception, you were with me when we, yeah. we watched yeah, it. it like well, Joe, we watched it three in the morning when it dropped on HBO Max. Joe, just tell everybody what my reaction was when, when the oh, movie. Jesus, was he went nuts. He literally stood up and screamed at the TV. What? This is how you do a 500-year champion? <laughs> you know what? You know what the problem is? And I think I made this point somewhere else, but I'll say it again for you guys, and I think you'll agree with me. Yes. The same thing they did with Cole Young. They tried too hard to, to build him up and make him, like, so central to the story when he wasn't. It's like the same thing they did with Devorah in the games. They make her the killer of all these important characters that everybody loves. Like, you can't have her kill off Melina and Scorpion and now Jared. Like, everyone's just going to resent her for it and saying she hasn't earned her place. And they did the exact same thing with Cole Young. Like, dude, what are you doing? This and is here's the thing. Character. I love Louis Tan. I'm a huge fan of him. Um, he's great. He's a, he's a great actor. He sold it. But not just that, but, like, this movie didn't really... His martial arts skills is a lot better than what we saw in the movie. He is legit. If you watch him on Twitter, yeah. like the guy can fight like really freaking good. And I just wish but didn't didn't Anthony Marquez make the exact same point about Mox Swamp? Yeah. 
Like, all these martial artists in the movie were sort of underutilized because they're all capable Yes, so they're more. all really good. And Max Huang also was one of Jackie Chan's, uh, part of the Jackie Chan stunt team. Um, which brings me to something I want to shamelessly plug real quick for those who are just tuning in. Tomorrow night, we're going to be doing the first ever Nerd Cage fight critiques where we, me, Mark, bring in a expert martial artist to critique movie fights. First time ever doing this, and guess what? Anthony Marquez is the first guest we're, we're having, and he's going to be critiquing Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Super Cop, Highlander, Endgame, Donnie Yen. And, the, and we're going to top it all off. He's going to be watching the Kung Lao scenes. So, that video drops Saturday. It's going to be premiering. 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Anthony Marquez, Nerd Cage Live Fight Critiques. Mortal Kombat 2021 is in there. The link is in the description, people. If you want to sub up Nerd Cage Live and hit that reminder button and be there for the premiere. Again, seeing Anthony Marquez break this down was such an experience and such a joyous experience. And I cannot wait to share this video with everybody. Like, it was so much fun to record. It was so much fun to edit. And I cannot wait to see everybody's reaction. I'm hoping this will be one of many. But it's super awesome. We each, all, all three all three of us picked a fight. And we topped it all off with Mortal Kombat 2021 with Kung Lao. Kung Lao critiquing Kung Lao. You guys don't want to miss it. Not too many people can say they're picking a fight with Kung Lao. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, I was, honestly, I was... I didn't hate the movie, but I was disappointed. I really was. But it had its moments. I really liked the overall. It had tone, moments. Yeah, there were there yeah. were some problems too. Yeah, there were moments I loved though. As far as Lewis Tan's character and everything, um, of Cole, I'm with I'm with the majority of people. I, I think the direction they should have went with is they should have had like because Scorpion was kind of like. He was having flashbacks of him the entire time. It could have very easily had Scorpion's soul like possess him and have him face Sub Zero rather than have Scorpion just come out of nowhere. You know? Yeah, I would have been okay. I would have been okay with that too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would have preferred. I think here's the thing though: Mortal Kombat uh, Legacy, at least season one, anyway, kind of got it right. Whereas, like, they should have just built up a universe. You know, from one Same character's way. perception instead of like like i feel like mortal kombat's better off being like a web series or a series rather than a movie at this point because there's so yeah. much lore and i just felt like a scorpion solo we kind of got that with scorpion's revenge but i think a scorpion solo movie him dealing with hell and trying to get out of hell i think would have been an awesome movie um and, and they should have just done multiple movies or leading up to the tournament um that's just my opinion i'm hoping for the future of MK, if they continue this um, again, I'm gonna get. I will definitely be there opening night if they make more movies. I don't know what what's going on right now, but I'm hearing rumors of an HBO Max series or HBO Max movies. I'm all for it because I feel like they could do a lot if they just were to do like a series instead of a movie. Uh, but I'll yeah. give the sequels a chance if we get sequels. But I was disappointed, and to me, MK in 1995 is still king because you know what? Considering the time it came out and considering. We only had Mortal Kombat 1, Mortal Kombat 2, and Mortal Kombat 3 was barely out. And they were able to make a movie like that and bring that to life. Um, and they were able to push the violence just a tad. Um, I have to say the 95 movie felt more in line with the games than the new movie did. I mean, get it, they're trying to do something different, but I just felt like it could have been executed better. 
Yeah, personally, I think if they're going to redeem themselves, they need to bring on two consultants. They need to consult with NetherRealm Studios, for one. And for two, they need to consult with Paul Anderson, the original director of the 95 movie, so that they can kind of not exactly take it in the same direction, but kind of take some stuff from that first movie to kind of imply in this one. You know what I mean? Yeah, but there's seeds planted there, or I'm hoping we'll see. Like I said, there, there are certain seeds planted there. Maybe we'll have a full-blown Johnny Cage perspective, you know, because they tease Johnny Cage at the end. We'll see. I just, again... Well, he, Johnny Cage has to be in the sequel, but the question is, who are they going to pick to play him? You, you know what? I heard a rumor. You ready for this one? Um, I can't think of the actor's name right now. It's, oh, uh, oh Charlie Hunnam from Sons of Anarchy has been rumored to, that yeah. he's, he's in lead to play the role. Him, or they also remember The Miz, which Jay No! Ed, Ed Boone. Ed Boone's been tweeting that one a lot. I Ed don't Boone know. Tweeted something else, too. He just tweeted some guy that cosplayed him and looked exactly like the MK11 Johnny Cage. And then, um, who else was rumored? Oh, Ryan Reynolds. I say no to both of those, but I mean, I'll give The Miz the chance to prove me wrong, but... I, I don't know I I I'm, I I see I thought Lyndon Ashby got it right and I like the fact that they, you know he was kind of like unknown sorta. Um, yeah. By the way, I'm sure Tab Tab knows this, but originally it was gonna be Brandon Lee, but obviously the crow happened. But like Lyndon yeah. Ashby did a, an admirable job, and maybe maybe what we need is an unknown to play Johnny Cage. But if I had, well, to- I think if, if they could make him up. The voice actor that did Johnny Cage in MK11 wouldn't be too bad if they could make him up to look like Johnny Cage. You know, he'd still have the same voice and everything. Yeah. No, I think that would be kind of cool. But I don't know his acting skills when it comes that's, to that's that's that's, 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 that's that's Voice actors are not actors, and that's the problem there, what you just yeah. said there. Um, yeah. I know Unless there's a lot of people. some weird CG thing where they, like, make it a, some guy in a mocap suit and they just have a CG. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, who knows, but, who yeah. Knows these days, I, I'll give it a chance, but I, I gave the movie a 6.5 out of 10 just because I, my, 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 like, hype train, like, hype level was, like, way above my head. And I was brought down, I was deflated. <laughs> I give it a 6. I didn't like it. Yeah. I mean, I didn't right, who was your favorite? Who was your favorite but, character from the movie, guys? Uh, honestly, Joe Talzin was perfect. Personality-wise, I'd have to say Kano. If you're going with uh, the Flash and the martial arts, I'd have to say Kung Lao. I thought Joe yeah, Talzin yeah, was yeah. perfect. I, I love Joe Talzin as Sub Zero. I'm a huge fan of the raid. Um, so for me, it was Joe Talzin, then then Max Huang, and then Kano for me. And Joe Talsum signed, like, what, like a five-picture deal? So if there's sequels, man, he's going to be in all of them. So who do you think he'll be? Do you think he'll be uh, Kwai Lang, the younger Sub-Zero, or do you think he'll be uh, Noob Saibot? Probably Noob Saibot, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was thinking that they kind of hinted towards that when they kind of, uh, they... Death is like, another dimension. Turned him into that stuff when Shang Tsung kind of took him back. He took a lot of people back, which kind of makes me think that they can bring those characters back that he took. You know what I mean? Tab Monk, just that say one. it. Nobody really dies in oh, yeah. Combat. Exactly. <laughs> they find a way to bring him back somehow, whether if it's Kung Lao faking his death or Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage gets resurrected. <laughs> he goes to heaven and gets resurrected. Like, it happens. So, 
You know, the reason why there's two sub-zeros is because of that exact reason. Like, nobody dies in Mortal Kombat. So they said, okay, well, look, the first sub-zero did die. This is just his younger brother. Yeah. And it became a whole thing. They could have figured out any number of ways to bring back Sub-Zero in the second game. They just used the younger brother story. And now, look at that in the modern era. That's taken on such a new twist. Yeah, absolutely. Like, watching Sub-Zero's story unfold over all the games has just been so amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, just look at the chat right now. Good night, Paul. Thanks for coming in. Um, okay, so I figured we're getting close to 10 o'clock here, so we'll, we'll dive into one topic that I know you want to talk about. And let's talk MK collectibles with a k collectibles yes. so i pull i have all your pictures here man so uh Tabo, go ahead let's talk about your collection i know you talked about the your, your amulet earlier so go ahead let's yeah. let's talk collectibles okay um i guess we could start with the comics i love i freaking love the mortal Kombat comics uh i have a notebook full of them well i, I got so uh, i showed you a picture of them yep basically I got it. Basically, there's the official Midway comics um, by John Tobias. There's the Malibu comics. And, you know, there's other, like, even rare, more obscure comics that have been released, like, in different parts of the world. But those are the main ones up until the days of the MKX comics that we got. Yeah. Um, yeah. There it is. Dude. Yeah, what I did was I took, like, an ad for the comics and slipped them in the front cover of the notebooks so I know what everything is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I freaking love these collections. And I read, I have got every single issue, and I read them all. Absolutely, we got. Uh, yeah, I uh, yeah, the Malibu comics were really cool. Um, I enjoyed the MKX comics. The only problem is I, I bought them digitally. I never bought the physical one, so I kind of regret that. Um, but yeah, like yeah, the comics are so cool. Now, if you go on eBay, for those who don't know, if you go on eBay, whoo, they're expensive. They've really gone up. They have gone, gone up, up a lot. But man, that are you know my favorite because I'm biased because I love Katana. Um, I love the artwork of the one that's got Katana and Molina on the cover. Oh, yeah, dude. That one. Yeah. Man, that was probably one of the most amazing covers they've ever made. Yes. And I, I love, and the like, issue itself is an amazing issue, too. Like, even yeah. the inside, it's, like, incredible. You know, they didn't mention Edenia by name. They said that, like, Katana's parents were the former rulers of Outworld, which is the original. Uh, yeah. That's how they wrote it originally. Um, but... They actually show Sindel. They actually show her dad, Jared. They have, like, so many cool things going on in that issue. The Katana and Molina issue is by far my favorite one. Yeah, and I also like the one where uh, Jax was interrogating Johnny Cage about what happened with Sonya. Like, there was so much filler. Between that one M was by John Tobias. That was the official one. Yes, Dude, there's so much that... filler between MK1 and MK2 that these comics didn't. It was just brilliant. Um, actually, Tim, I got a question for you while we're on comics. Do yeah. you have, and again, it's like $500 on eBay. Do you have the Mortal Kombat 4 comic? Yes. Not only do I have the Mortal Kombat 4 comic, but I've got different Mortal Kombat 4 comics that were only released in Brazil. No wow. shit. That's there was awesome. There's like a four part miniseries. Uh, yeah, there's like a four part Brazilian Mortal Kombat comic. And then there's like later, they bring it all into like one trade paperback. But yeah, man, the MK4 comic. I don't. I can't believe how expensive that's become. I I used to have two of those, and I gave one away to somebody because I just. Oh man, you're you. We all have regrets. Like, listen, if I could send a message, like you know how people say, if you could time travel. Listen, I would send, go. Send I would go back to my past self and say, Jason, don't sell your retro video, your video games. They're gonna be worth so much later. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
You'll be wondering, how much later? I don't have forever. Yeah, like, yeah, n never mind me trying to prevent an assassination. Never mind me trying to prevent something bad happening. No, I'm going back to, to little Jason from, 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 like, ten years old. Save your games! Save this! Save Don't get rid of them! <laughs> you will regret it! <laughs> yeah, wait until 2021, then sell them! <laughs> exactly, but yeah... Man, the MK4 comic is so goddamn dope, and it's just a damn shame. It's so goddamn expensive, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love the scene where Sindel has, like, taken over the throne, and, like, now she's in charge. She's the new queen. She's, like, uh, taking over, and and Quan uh, Chi comes in because, like, Tanya's a traitor and kind of let him into the realm. Oh, man, just so many cool plot points. Yeah, absolutely. And you have to read the comic in order to figure that out about Sindel. And then also, they set up a lot of stuff, like... Katana's trying to establish peace between the, the Shokan and the Centaurians. Like Which was she, awesome because we, we finally got that Mortal Kombat gold in Kung Lao's ending, so... Yes, yes, it's like they built on what they established in the MK4 comic. It's like, it, they set up a whole world there that most people have no idea because that comic's like crazy expensive now. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, like, man, if, if only they could re-release those comics, but I don't know if there's like a rights issue or like, obviously like Malibu, like... Man, if there's a way to like re-release those, man, like, oh, I would, I would love. I'm when I'm not broke anymore. I'm gonna like try to like start slowly buying those comics up as like efficiently as I cheap and efficiently as I can. But yeah, the well, more the more Combat Four ones the most expensive. I'll give you a sneak preview of something I'm working on. I'll tell you. Yeah. Um, in the Mortal Kombat One comic, there's like a secret Liu Kang costume that they've never actually shown in any of the games. Like, Johnny Cage's comic, uh, costume in that comic, they've made a throwback to it in MK9, like his gray and pink suit. Yeah. Shang Tsung's uh, appearance in the comic when he was younger, that's exactly how he looks like in his MK Deadly Alliance all. But Liu Kang's got a secret costume. If you blink, you'll miss it. But um, in about a week or so, I'm going to post it. I'm going to show you the whole skinny on Liu Kang's lost outfit. This is really going to blow some minds out there for people who are, like, really, really deep Mortal Kombat fans. Dude, that's that's freaking awesome! I can't. I, Goes all the way back to one. Yeah. No, I, I don't have a lot of collect collectibles. I mean, I would say I showed you the the katana. I don't know if you can see this. Yo, so that scorpion doll. You know, you know that big scorpion. I don't know if you can see right behind katana. Is that scorpion doll? Um, From his friendship, buy a scorpion doll. Well, dude, that like it's like gone up in price. So I'm like, okay, I got something of value now. Um, by the way, when I got Scorpion's Revenge on on 4K, um. I got the the edition that came with a little figurine, so I this, love that one. Yes, keeps it, you know keeps me occupied on my desk. But yo, uh, for those who want collect MK collectibles and you don't really have a big budget, like if you're like me, you don't have a big budget. These Q figs are so amazing. I love the fact that they got the old school uh, Mortal Kombat One, Mortal Kombat Two look to them. But yeah, these are like twenty bucks. You can get them like at Walmart. You can get it at uh, Entertainment Earth. But yeah, I love these little uh, Q figs. They're really, they're freaking awesome. They're well detailed, you know, and, and you know they look cool. Reminds yeah, me of the just starting out. This is all I got so far. <laughs> so the Todd McFarlane action figures. And yeah, dude, as you go, so see, cool. I got all the Funko Pops. I have all the Mortal Kombat Funko Pops except the Walmart exclusive uh, Cole Young is the only one I don't have. But I have all the other ones, man. I got the not a Cole Young fan, huh? No, no, no. I I, I like Cole Young. <laughs> In fact, I got him right. Where is he? 
He's still yeah, in here, but I, I, I have pulled Young. That's what I thought. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I got... Oh, wait, wait, he's up here. Hang on. See? Proofing right there. But I don't okay. have the Walmart... I don't have the Walmart exclusive one. That's all. Yeah, I think Dustin, who's in the chat, I think I remember a tweet from him where he showed what happened at the Walmart. Like, they were all sold out of Sub-Zero. They were all sold out of Molina. They were all sold out of Scorpion. And they just had, like, nothing but a bunch of Cole Youngs left. Yeah, I know. But my favorite... Funko Pop, honest to God, Goro. The Target exclusive Goro uh, six inch pop. Oh my God, I love that one. Love it. Yeah, dude, dude, they did amazing. Goro looks so cool in that style. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And, um, I also like the Hot Topic exclusive uh, uh, Scorpion with the with the with the skull. That one's a yeah. good one too. All right, so question for you. Yeah. Do you think they're ever gonna make? A Funko Pop movie, like they do with with the Lego. Yes, movies they've been, they've been. They, there's actually been talks of that. In fact, they said that there is a Funko Pop movie in development, and it's going to be the first time in history where we get a DC Marvel crossover. <gasps> yes, we need that. Yep. we need that so bad. Oh yep, my god, it's in yeah, development. Need... Yeah, it's been confirmed. That, it's in development. Be great. Um, uh, okay, someone asked how prevalent is the Mortal Kombat Conquest TV show in the community. I literally haven't thought about it until this moment. I mean, I've got the yeah. DVD. You've got the DVD. We were talking about characters yeah, like Zero yeah. and Takeda that have, have been seen from that show. Uh, and, and the Sub-Zero guard, the Lin Kuei, Harakiri move. Yeah, we love it. Conquest. love Conquest. Listen, I watched it when it aired on TV on Saturday mornings. I taped it. I used to record it on VHS because I'm like, well, they may never release this thing. If I'm going to want to watch it and rewatch it, I have to tape it myself on my VCR. It's so funny because I was 10 when it came out. And it was on UPN. And my mom was like, oh, Jason, what are you watching? Oh, Mortal Kombat. And I said, okay, thank, listen to me. At 10 years old, thank God my mother didn't walk in on me watching because the women on that show... Especially the new Cybot episode. Oh Holy my crap. god, it's like softcore porn. Thank God Peter, my mom Peter did. Anka, that is not appropriate for a 10 year old. Listen, <laughs> I. <laughs> they can't get away with that shit now in, the, in today's society, but oh my god, my little 10 year old brain, my mind was blown. <laughs> but let me say this though. Yes, the show's got cheese, but I love it. And I say this with no cap, dude. Still the best on-screen Shao Kahn we've ever gotten. Was it Jeff Meek? Yes. Jeff Meek was perfect as Shao Kahn. He was good as Raiden. He was good as Raiden. Not as good as Christopher Lambert. Certainly better than the Annihilation one. But he was good as Raiden. But man, did he shine as Shao Kahn. He was perfect as Shao Kahn, dude. That was the best on-screen Shao Kahn we ever got. And we haven't got... Listen, we didn't get Legacy... Not even close. Annihilation. Let's not even go there. Dude, Jeffrey Meek was the perfect Shao Kahn. Every aspect. He had the look. And you know, Paulo Montalban really projected a lot of nobility as the great Kung Lao. Yes, I loved him. And shout out to Bruce Loke. He was very good. He's no Kerry Tagawa, but he's up He's up there as Shang Tsung. He's an excellent Shang Tsung. Excellent. Yeah, I would love to see them bring Bruce back as Shang Tsung. He was fantastic. Everybody in that show was good. I wasn't too big on uh, Ciro, um, really, that character too much, because, you know, his acting ability was so, you know, so-so. But, listen, I'm a huge Terminator fan. Seeing Christina Anna Loken, like, in her earliest role ever, long before Terminator 3, I thought she was great. The, you know, she was great as Tarja the Thief. Like, I really, 
Love that show, and it's so sucks it ended as a cliffhanger and it was so much lore in there we got new Saybot, we got the black dragon we had we got we got a couple scup sub-zero scorpion fights we got we got deadly alliance like we got shang song versus quan chi there are so by the way quan chi fan fucking tastic on that show my god listen for those who are curious about conquest you have your chance to watch the hbo max if you can get past the 90s cheese i'm telling you it's worth the watch i still love it i don't care Dude, that show is freaking awesome to watch. It's it's not that many episodes. It's like what 20, 21, 22. Maybe yeah, 20, 22, like 22, yeah. 22 episodes. Um Okay, yeah, they left it on a cliffhanger, but here's something. Maybe you knew this, maybe you didn't. Spill. On the official Mortal Kombat website, there was like a timeline that they posted saying this is what happens in MK Conquest. Here's what happens in between uh, leading up to the movies. Like, here's everything that happened in the middle so you guys get caught up to speed. All right, and, spill it. I want to know. I want to know. I don't care. Spoilers ahead. Go ahead. I want to know. Uh, the L Okay, so they did the whole thing where I guess Kung Lao got um, killed by... Okay, Kung Lao got killed by Gora. Yeah, like, I, I figured, I figured that, that was, that was what was going to happen. Like, it was that was obvious. But how did, like, Raiden, like survive that encounter with Shao Kahn at the end. Okay, I'm going to post a link right here. Um, so this won't work for anybody unless you still have Flash Player somehow on your computer. But I have it on my computer, so I'll read it to you right now. I'll tell you. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, I'll just read it off to me, and then we can call it a night. And then, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so here's what happens with, at the end of MK Conquest. I'm going to skip ahead to that part. Shao Kahn sends the Shadow Priest to hunt down prey. Yes. The Shadow Priest commenced the slaughtering. Yep. Omegas shows the Earthrealm Warriors the way to their death. Okay. okay. Then, okay, so then we've got uh, the Elder Gods intercede on Khan's treachery, restoring Earthrealm as it was. Shang Tsung forms an alliance with Goro to dominate the tournament. Kung Lao versus Goro. We know how that ends. Yep. And uh, then they jump all the way to the MK movie where Liu Kang's brother is killed by Shang Tsung. And um, I'll send, I'll take screenshots of that, and I'll send it to you later. Okay, cool. Yeah, I just, man, the, the show was good. It's just, okay. For the, another, I'll just add this: if you're a fan of Highlander, the TV show, fan of Hercules, the Legendary Journeys, and Xena Warrior, that same vibe. And I'll say, yes, yeah, it the really is. It's like it. they shot it with the same camera on the same set or something. I don't know what it is, but that's exactly how it comes across. Yeah, yeah. But it's good. It's it's a guilty pleasure, and I love it. And I like it more. It's way better than Annihilation. I, I even take it over 2021. I'll definitely take it over Legacy Season 2. Um, yeah. It, I, to me, it's if you're a true old school Mortal Kombat fan and you're familiar with the lore, it's really good. Oh, yeah. We also got Reiko, too. Like, there, there's so many characters that we get from that show. Um, but, yeah. It was just bloody freaking fantastic. And, man. Well, before, look. We, never, we didn't talk about Defenders of the Realm. Uh, we didn't talk about The Journey Begins. What did you guys think about that stuff? Okay. Journey Begins, booty sauce. Uh, by the way, if you have the Blu-ray to Mortal Kombat, it's there as an extra feature. Uh, now, Defenders of the Realm, again, I was ripe. I was 10 years old when it came out. At first, I loved it because it was the first time we got a This was before Annihilation. This was a sequel to the, to the first movie. Retold a little bit differently, but it's still a sequel. Uh, watching it as an adult, I loved it as a kid, not as an adult. <laughs> what about what about the old friends never die episode? That one still holds up, right? The one with smoke. Yes, 
That was good. They they did a good job depicting smoke. I'll give yeah, you're right. I'll give them that. That that one episode all the way through, like with the the whole stuff with Oniro, you know, yeah. the, the little practice tournament where like um, Sub Striker is shooting with a gun and Sub Zero said he could do better. It's like prove it. I can do it with my eyes closed. He puts on a blindfold and he starts like freezing things and he just does it. Yeah. <laughs> Everything about that episode just like kicked ass. Yeah, I, I have to. I'm gonna have to rewatch it. It's been a years, but I, like I said, I loved it as a kid. But upon my last rewatch was was years ago. Not so much, but you know, again, it it was on USA. Kids. The dragon jets were and all that stuff. It was pretty corny, but that one episode stands out. Like, what did they do different for that one episode? They, they it took on a whole different tone. I don't, I can't explain it. Everything and, about the show, the rest of the show, is pretty cheesy. And though. fun fact that it was Quan Chi's first appearance ever in any form of Mortal Kombat media, games, or movies or TV shows. It was Quan Chi's first appearance was actually in Defenders of the Realm. Yeah, that was how I got my my start. Uh, that was the first time my name appeared like on a Mortal Kombat fan site. Was I wrote into TRMK saying, "Hey, I know who this new character is that you guys are all wondering about. His name's Quan Chi, and he was on the cartoon series." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually sent in a news lead to the Realm of Mortal Kombat site, and they, they yeah, printed it. Right. And ran with it. I, I used like, to love yes. that web. I used to love that website. Um, yeah, it's freaking awesome. Yeah. All right, so listen, it's 10 o'clock now, so I, I... Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot, uh, Tab Monk. I had an absolute blast with you. This was a real... Would you like to come back on Nerd yes, Cage? Yes, I would like to come back again. Okay, <laughs> I had to I put you, you on the spot. everybody, right? <laughs> yeah, I asked that to everybody, but you know what? I, this was hella fun. So before we go, uh, Tab Monk, go ahead, plug yourself in, and all your links are in the description. So go ahead and plug yourself in, man. Okay, hey, thanks. Um, you guys know my username, Tabmock99. It's easy to find me. I'm on YouTube.com slash Tabmock99. I'm basically always making Mortal Kombat videos. I love to do these deep dives on the Mortal Kombat lore. If you follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Tabmock99, pretty much everything I write about is Mortal Kombat, everything I post about. I don't post about, like, my opinions on politics. I don't post about, like, what kind of food I'm eating. It's Mortal Kombat all the time with me. So that's how you can find me. Amen. Again, link in the description. Sub all of Nerd Cage Nation, man. I, I know your fans came in, but Nerd Cage Nation, sub this man up. You will love his content. You'll love his style and his dry humor. And he knows a lot. He's again, I learned a few things today. He'll educate you, and it's fun. His lore minutes, his everything else, dude. This dude is the man, and I'm so happy we finally got to collab, dude. Dude, this has been friggin' awesome. And also, he not only that he's on YouTube, follow him on Twitter instagram he twitches yeah check this man out again it was a huge honor having you on so uh real quick joe plug in what do we got going on this week joe start with fright what do we got going on tomorrow night all righty tomorrow night we have the queen herself leah montalongo yes so link is in the description if you don't want to miss it sub us up ring that bell yes we're gonna do a live q a and for the record, uh, we will try our very best to handle the questions. But if you don't, if you want a better chance of your question getting asked, submit your questions to us early. Whether it's on Twitter or the Facebook discussion group, if you want your question to Leah to be asked. Because if the chat's popping, I can't guarantee you we're going to be able to get to your question. But Joe, our yeah. moderator, will do the best he can handling the questions. Joe's going to be zeroed in on the on the chat and the questions. So if you have a question for Leah, direct them to Joe. But if you... But if you want to submit them to us early on Facebook and on Twitter, by all means, do so. And then, of course, 
Saturday. Nerd Cage Live Fight Critiques with Anthony Marquez. You don't want... That's going to be a... It's a recorded video, but it's going to be premiering Saturday night. I hope everybody can make it because... Hearing Master Anthony Marquez talk about these movie fight scenes with Captain America, Donnie Yen, and of course Max Juan in Mortal Kombat 2021, you know, he points out the flaws and what's good, what's awesome, and everything else, and it's just a real joyous experience. You guys are going to love this freaking video, premiering Saturday night, 9 o'clock, Eastern Standard Time, Saturday. Link is in the description. Please, 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 for all those Nerdcade Nation, I hope you guys can watch it, and if you're part of Tabmonks 99 MK community, I hope you sub up Nerdcage Live. And hope you'll be able to watch, you know, join both of our live, our live stream tomorrow. And, of course, the video premiere on Saturday. So, again, thank you so much for all who, uh, uh, Joe, kill that, roll, get that got show it. hammer out. Got it, I Good got it. Hey, so, thank you, Joe. Thank you, yes, Jay. He thank shall you for having me on. You guys are awesome. Yes, thank you so much, uh, Mr. Tabbuck. So, before we go, we previously ask you to like, comment, subscribe, ring that bell, and spread that shit like the Outworld Empire. So, the USA, from Syracuse, New York, to Florida, to all of our friends and fans around the world at Nerd Cage Live, and of course, Tabmonk99. Of course, as always, enjoy life, stay safe, and good night. Peace. Hi. Trying to get out of the nerd cage, are ya? Well, before you go, hit that subscribe button. And if you're really intrigued, ring that bell. Thank you for dropping by. Until next time, tell everyone you know about Nerd Cage Live! <laughs>